How would it's you made know? of dough. Have you tasted it? <laughs> it's like a churro. It's a churro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the very unruly recycle garage here in lovely Santa Cruz, California. Hey everyone, this is Eliza, and I am losing my patience with these idiots. I'm just going to say that, losing my patience. Um, but hey, what a great, another great weekend, great weather. Boy, this is going to be a humble brag on California <laughs> podcast, I think. There's, there's so much to talk about. Uh, let's get to who is here with us in the studio. First up, it's Stumpy John. What's up, everybody? And I have just realized how old I am after riding the bobber. <laughs> the bobber kicked my ass. <laughs> yes, that's not the word you were using yesterday, but yes. Yes, my chode is choded. <laughs> On the classy girl couch, it's Miss Emma. Hello, darlings. And I am one of those idiots. <laughs> You're like queen idiot. I right am now. queen idiot, aren't you? Queen you were actually idiot. gnashing your teeth at me earlier. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was you gnashing your teeth underneath the uh, mm. that bike you were working on today. And again, as I like to say, the smartest man in the room who sits by the open window, it's Naked Jim. Hey, and we do have reason to celebrate here, not only at the Recycle Garage, but my house, we dodged another tsunami. <laughs> yeah, we did. Because if All you right. don't know, the Recycle Motorcycle Garage and yeah, my house, Eliza's house, is about four and a half feet above sea level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not only do we get earthquakes every now and then, we get tsunamis, and it was, uh, but it's always just fun. Everyone goes down to the beach to watch. I did. I, I did. I, <laughs> I hopped up, yeah, I hopped on a bike and did a little dawn patrol. I mean, it was funny things. There was a surf contest at Steamer Lane. Oh, yeah. And they had to pause it. When I got there, they're all, okay, we're pausing the thing until 8 o'clock. And uh, so, no, the surf competition was paused. But it was yeah. lumping anyways. Big the, beach, surf. the beach was gone. Well, when did that happen? Because when I was the, there, it was chill. And then later the beach in the day, was gone down the street. The, the beach was gone. The water came up over the beach all the way up to the sidewalk. Oh, wow. It was pretty cool. Wow. So, yeah. I, yeah. I hate to say those are two within recent memory, so knock on wood. Yeah, I know. And you heard the sultry tones of a bagel. How do you do? How do you do, sir? <laughs> How you doing? And uh, one of our favorite return guests joining us. I'm excited. To, uh, there, there's always good news when he comes to town. It's Austin from Twisted Road. Hello, hello. Hey, Austin. How are you guys? And we, I have hey, to hey. say, impossible as it may be, Austin is becoming more and more handsome as time goes oh, on. Boy. I know. Thank yes. you very much. I know. Yes. Thank you. Good <laughs> hair. <laughs> I just got a cut last No, he has uh, got great hair. Yeah. And he always has impeccable tasting glasses as well. Oh, I don't boy. know how you do it. And when I first saw him, I told him good things always happen when Austin's around. So oh, thank you. I'm glad to see thank him. Thank you. Exactly. And in uh, fact, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we get free bikes with Twisted Road. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, in fact, um, yeah, so we did something special today. I don't want to get to that. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you, Austin, because sure. um, we went and did Twisted Road test rides yesterday. And, boy, um, we'll get into the whole, like, what we rode. And, and the whole point, I said, hey, let's go ride bikes we're not used to or have never ridden before. And do a review on these bikes, right? And we've talked about that for a long time. Yeah. And right. and I'll say, so I rode 
a, I forget what, I think it was brand new, like a 21 um, Triumph T100 Bonneville, which I've never ridden. Yeah, good looking uh, bike. John, what'd you ride? Yeah, I rode a, um, a late model. I think it was a 21 1200 Bobber Triumph. Cool. Both Jim and Emma rode the same thing. What did you guys ride? Uh, I was riding the the HMS Ark Royal. <laughs> We're sinking, Captain. Um, <laughs> I rode an Indian Road yeah. Master. All right. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I just had an Indian food. Um, oh, no, sorry. Which is what I rode cross-country for Werwer. Yeah. I, I really uh, like that bike. Um, and I wanted to say one of the, one of the great things about this ride, um, it, which we'll get into details again, but... You know, when we were about halfway through on the ride, I felt this sort of like euphoria, you know? I don't know if you guys felt it too. Um, and, oh, Jim. And, <laughs> Jim, you're kind of a hot mess over there right now. Yeah, you know he's a hot mess. And, <laughs> I uh, fidgety. and it made me start thinking about, you know, we always say riding for mental health is important. Yes, it is. And I was like, I want to understand more why. And so I went to my source, WebMD. When you ride your motorcycle, your body releases chemicals called endorphins. These endorphins interact with the receptors in your brain that reduce your perception of pain. Endorphins also trigger a positive feeling in the body, similar to that of morphine. For example, the feeling that follows a ride is often described as euphoric. That feeling can be accompanied by a positive and energizing outlook on life. And, you know, I was That's having why I that. I get a boner when and, I ride. And, well, well, and I thought it was funny that, like... It's the same thing as like pain relief, even though John was in more and more pain. But hold on, it, hold on, it goes on. Oh, wait. Endorphins more. act as analgesics, which means they diminish the perception of pain. Um, one of the funny th things I found is that it says, however, unlike with morphine, the activation of these receptors by the body's endorphins does not lead to addiction or dependence. Well, I don't know. I'm about pretty that. addicted. I'm going to argue that point and the eight bikes in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, I should point out, because I always like to play devil's advocate, yeah. you can release endorphins in your body by riding a motorcycle, well, we know this, eating chocolate mm -hmm. releases the same endorphins, or having sex with people, or yourself, if there's no one around. Oh, okay, thank that's, you. That would be a top tip, right? Yeah, yeah. that is a Misfits top tip. So, um, <laughs> but I was definitely, I was feeling that, and I think both Jim and I were like, oh, I didn't realize how much I needed it. But that was a well-timed ride. So the um, the other great thing here, that's something that's newer to Twisted Road, is that we could get all the bikes at one location. Right, right. Uh, Austin, you want to talk about this a little bit? Yeah, so let me back up because not everyone knows who we are, but we are a motorcycle rental mm -hmm. community. And, and what makes us different is instead of um, – us owning the motorcycles you rent from somebody else so if your motorcycle's in the garage you're not using it that often you can put it on our site and a fellow rider would come and rent it and you get paid that's that's the that's the concept basically we're doing for bikes what airbnb did for homes and um we've been doing it for a little bit more than four years now so what's new and what Liza was just talking about is that we now have a number of dealer agreements where dealers can put their pre-owned bikes on our site and we help them do that really quickly um, so that people can – there's two options. Either people can rent them while they're just sitting there on the showroom floor and the dealer can get some money mm -hmm. or alternatively they can test right before they buy. And that actually happens pretty often. In fact, when we looked at the number of people who buy – 
uh, who, who test ride these bikes and then and then buy them. Half of those people who bought bought the bike they were on, and half actually bought new bikes from the dealer. I'm going to ask you to do something real quick, Austin. Sure. You are wearing a mask for our safety and yours. Can you take the pop filter off of there? Yeah, because the mask is rubbing on that foam okay. and making noise. There we go. Okay. Now, okay. yeah, because you're basically yeah. double bagging right there. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sounds too erotic. We'll just leave that alone. Yeah, let's do yeah, that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you guys have started getting some dealerships. Yeah, we've got dealers all over. We have a really big presence in the Chicago area with like 15 dealers. Um and a bike goes on there. If they if they get a bike that's uh, used as, as trade and they're about to put it on the floor, it goes on the next day for rental on our site. It's just about instantaneous. Well, in this case, do you remember, Emma, what Kira said about uh, how they chose the bikes? To oh, absolutely, yeah. I can't remember if she – I remember how they broke them in, but I can't remember how she said – So she said basically them. they set aside bikes for test riding already. Yeah. So they pick like one of certain, certain bikes and that – now, um, because insurance is so high for doing test rides, yep. that now they're able to just rent it for 24 hours and let the Twisted Road insurance and everything take care of it. So it's a win-win for both sides. Right. But for us, it meant that we could go to one location and rent four bikes yep. and go out and have a fun ride. And for 24 hours, which is, I have to just reiterate that. So, mm-hmm. And you guys are on bikes all the time, so it's a little bit different. You get very... Um, used to having whatever bikes you want to ride, right? Yeah. But um, I remember when I was buying my first bike, how difficult it was to find a place where I could test ride the bike I was going to buy. Mm-hmm. And then when I was able to, I basically followed some guy around the block, you know, for like a mile or two. Right. And um, to think about, like, you might spend $20,000 on, on a bike and not get on it and ride it and know how it feels. And, and riding a bike is so much different uh, than driving a car. Like, driving a car... You're always in the same position, right? So the riding position is going to change and the weight of the bike changes the experience. So what we're doing is we're letting people really test ride these and put them through the paces for like 24 hours before they make the decision as to whether they're going to buy or not. It would have made a huge difference to me. I vividly remember, you know, as 2008, I was in the market. I wanted a Triumph and I went to the dealership. Test Road Rocket 3 in exactly the circumstances you described. Yeah. And believe me, riding a Rocket 3 just around the block yeah. with a guy following you is not the grooviest Yeah, time. you can't get you And can't in get the, the end, I'm like, I can't get into this bike. Yeah. And I think if I'd have spent more time on it, I would probably have bought one there. And then in the end, I bought a Bonneville, which I love very much. But I can't help thinking that and it could go either way. I mean, you could get really excited and it can help make your decision one way. Or maybe the bike doesn't fit you well and doesn't ride the way that you thought it would. And then you can actually get on a different bike that's more attuned to who you are. So I'll ask this. So everyone here in the room, um, would you buy the bike that you test rode? Um, no, but yeah. that's no failing of the bike. Exactly. It's but just, just, yeah, for your need. John, would you buy the bike? No. Yeah. And same with me. And interestingly enough... The Triumph Bonneville has been a bike that's been on my list to own someday. Oh, wow. But I felt like I didn't hate it. I thought it was a perfectly adequate bike for the ride that I did, but I felt like I got it out of my system. Yeah. I don't need it. Now, John has a little bit different story. Yeah. So uh, when I (laughs) I first got on it, um, because the Bobbers has got torque 
out the yin yang. Right. So if I did a traditional ride just around the block, I'd have been completely sold. Like You'd heck yeah, it. right. Because it was it was fun in a straight line. But then we did this long hundred plus mile ride, and I figured mm-hmm. it's you know the riding position was was really not right for me, right. and the suspension was really not right for me, and it. It, it felt like I got hit by a truck when I was done. So. And I have to say, John and I were on comms, and he kept saying, my toad hurts. And I'm like, your toad? <laughs> and I can't, I can't undo the visuals. And he's like, no, my toad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that didn't help with the visuals at all. <laughs> what did you say? You want to? I thought you were saying, my toad hurts. Right. I'm like, but, but you had okay. a response that was pretty good, though, too. Oh, yeah. I said, well, she, this flat seat on the Bonvilles made my, my tulip into a dandelion. <laughs> oh. Oh. I almost fell off the bobber at that point. I, I was, yeah, I horse laughed for like one. a mile. Oh. But, um, I want to I want to air freshen with one on each side. <laughs> and you know, I carry a little bit of guilt about this because what happened, the chain of events that put him on the bobber was I originally ordered the Indian Scout bobber, mm-hmm. which is a bike I've never ridden, but I know the riding position well enough. Right. And it was crashed. So I couldn't have that one. And so I said, well, I'll have a Triumph Speed Twin. Good choice. Great choice. Well, we got there, and I couldn't have that one either. And and Kiera said, I've got you a bobber. And I don't, please don't get me wrong. The bobber is a fine motorcycle. I love everything about it, except it has got the world's worst riding position for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, I can't ride that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the the key words you just said are so important. You didn't say it's the words world's worst riding position. You said for, for me. me. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is right. actually really really good because you know you're getting on bikes to understand whether they're the right bike for you, not necessarily whether they're a good bike or not. Exactly. And so in the end, John was down to ride um, the USS Nostromo. <laughs> and then I was scheduled on the uh, blobber, and we did a switch, and I wasn't switching back. I wasn't going to switch back. No, because I actually liked the thing. The only reason I didn't like it is because it's $35,000. Well, and we, oh, all, okay. we all agreed it's a good-looking bike. Oh, it really God. Is. It sounded great when riding behind it, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it was the most gorgeous sage green color. But you, you know you know what I like? I like just talking about the experience being at the dealership. Um I really enjoyed the experience from a customer service status like standpoint, right? Because you know, I, I this is the first time I've rented a bike, right? Yeah, I've always yeah. thought it's a great idea, just never really had a reason to. Sure, and uh, you know, it'd be fun to do with a group. But one of the things, like, you never know who's maintaining the bike. I right. think probably ninety nine percent of them are well maintained. But I did yeah. see Liza. You know, she does hers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but but when you go to a dealer, you know, it's it's going to be a newer bike, and these were yeah. fairly almost brand new bikes. Absolutely, yeah. dealer maintained by yeah. people that know what they're doing, and they're also they're in the business of selling you motorcycles, yeah. right? Right. So I just want to give a shout out to the, the dealership there. They treated us like kings we came in. Um, yeah, spirit. They're spirit. really good. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that experience. We, can we back up? Before yeah, we get sure, to of course. Can, can you guys tell me what it was like going to our site and selecting bikes oh. that you wanted and going through that process? Because no one, people are listening may not know what it's like. It, it's, it's crazy easy. Yeah. So, first you type in the city that you're going to be looking for. And now, traditionally in the past, if there was... M- more than one of us who want to rent bikes, 
in a city, we have to like like try and find something close to one another because right. you got to get out to all these different right. places individually to go get your bikes and regroup. And the reason I picked Spirit is because we could all go to one location. And what I really liked about the map now, because you can bring up the map. Yeah. So you can have the list view. Sure. But then you have the map view. So you can actually see, which I've used before when I'm coming into an airport or right. I need to pick something up near a friend's house. Um and bring up the map view and that big spirit icon yeah, comes yeah, up yeah, above yeah. all the individuals. Yeah, right, right. So you can see where on the map and then I just click on that icon and now a list of all of their bikes comes up. Right. So I like that you have the list. If you're looking, you can refine it if you're looking for sure. a certain type of bike or sure. a certain price of bike. But you can also look for the map which is important because, right. you know, you're going into like Portland to get a bike to go to the one show, right? Yeah. You don't want to have to be going out to like Vancouver or something. Right. You know, you want to try and get some in Portland. So the map has been important to me. Um, so that was very easy to do to just choose a bike, reserve a bike, and then they approve you. Yeah. My experience actually went wrong and I would like to go through sure. that with you, Austin. Sure. And I've, I've actually got up the, the message so you, so I can show you because it, sure, it sure. may have been me. because it, I don't talk like other people. Sure. So I went to Spirit, Indian Scout Baba. I'm on it. Yeah. That's my bike. I locked it in, and almost immediately, I got rejected, and I didn't know why. I found out subsequently that the bike had been totaled. So that. Was the message okay? So, so what I know what happened. So then, the, the well, that was the message I got from you guys afterwards, and you can see my reply. And I heard nothing after that for forty-eight hours, and I got thought, it. oh, got it, got it. Okay, got it. So here's what happened. So between when when Emma um, reserved the bike and the riding date, that bike got into an accident, and so someone on our team said, "Hey, let's find another bike for you." Um, and then she said, let's swap it out, and then didn't hear back from my team. That's unusual, but I'll... Yeah, well, but that's so you, you can check out, and so he said, but they have another scout available. Would you want me to check out another one? And I said, if you could swap it out for me, please. All right. And then it fell off the radar, right. and obviously that other scout became unavailable in the 48 hours while I was waiting, me thinking I'd got the other scout. And I just thought, I'd better check. Right. And if I hadn't have checked... I wouldn't have had anything. Well, we would have found you something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we, but we, there we, you go. We have, we have situations sometimes where it's not often, but we we have had situations where an owner can't make it mm-hmm. the day before because something an emergency comes up or the bike had a really big right. issue with it. And and the rider reaches out to us and we, we usually find them a bike right. within half an hour. And, you know, that was the only thing that even slightly went wrong and it's really an observation more than a criticism um the whole process went very very well and as soon as i realized that oh crap i haven't got a bike after all right and i went back in and then i ordered the speed twin and then can i see that text again oh sure of course because i want to read what what he wrote while you're reading that john yeah so and i'll speak to the um you know the ux and the ui sure and uh i felt like it was on par with any of the large companies that are doing Airbnb and those things. Awesome. So it was easy to interface with, um, it was easy to pick the bike. Um, and then, uh, the, 
And I had a similar problem too. I think I was trying to go for one bike and it wasn't available because it was getting serviced and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I did find your, your team to be really kind of on it and texting me pretty, you know, aggressively in a good way. Okay, good. In order to get us set up. So I, but I felt like the, in terms of the website experience itself, I mean, I don't, you're going to be hard pressed to find a better one. Thanks. For the stuff that we're doing. Yeah. I think I'm the exception rather than the rule. I don't know what went wrong, but I mean, the, Aside from that little glitch, everything else went very, very straightforwardly yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I can My whole thing was, I'll just take whatever's left over. And I, me and Emma, what were we riding anyway? Was Roadmasters. Yeah, the Roadmasters. Yeah. And uh, and it went great. Uh, I actually got a note from the dealer, you know, okay, cool. uh, checking in with me, and you know, mine just went swimmingly. You yours, know? Awesome. yours looked like the Death Star. Mine actually looked <laughs> like an Amazonian <laughs> rainforest. Yours was magical looking, and from the front, it was even better. We were quite the pair. <laughs> in those. Oh, and by the way, Eliza, so <laughs> I don't know how many miles of second gear, gear twisties we did <laughs> over Mount Hamilton and through the backwaters of Livermore, but yeah. uh, it was quite so, hard work. there was much metal being scraped so on So hold on. I, I, first, I want to talk about the route we took. Yeah. Sure. Bagel, maybe you've done this route. Oh, can, oh yeah. Can I mention just one more thing right about quick? Forget, uh, mm-hmm. About going to the dealer. They were awesome. So yes. I was on this bike that was like, had like, it was a Star Wars thing. It was so much technology on it, which was rad. Yeah. And having a dealer, uh, a good dealer experience, and you can't say enough about Spirit, they're bomb. <laughs> yeah, they're Walk great. you through as much as you want to know about the bike in That's a awesome. thoughtful, good, like, cool way. It was great. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known what the buttons did, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she helped me, and it was brilliant. So another. Cool thing about renting from a dealer. I think that's a that's cool. Yeah. So bagel. Yeah. It sounds like you you know this. And this is just. I think. Yeah. I uh, I haven't been on that road, and it's been fifteen years since I've been over Mount Hamilton. But the last and time it's oh, like, wow. I was there, and it's like, gosh, we are so spoiled. The roads oh, that a, we have, right? It's a great ride. So we go over Mount Hamilton, which is twisties up past a conservatory, and we're into a burn zone where last year was a huge fire. So it's kind of surreal, kind of you know apocalyptic um but you have all this green moss growing up so it's just green everywhere and then um nice twisties i was really enjoying it um not not me so much the bonneville (laughs) was able to handle it very nice i did want to say that um i said straight away to everyone look because of the situations in all the hospitals due to covid let's stay out of them so i'm going to dial back let's ride easy so i was leading the group and I was just riding easy, it was very casually. Somehow, I don't know how, but behind <laughs> me, all three of them are scraping pegs. John yeah. on the bobber, I'm on comms with him, and I'm hearing this, ah! right? Yeah, He's, crazy. I'm like, what are, you, I, what are you guys doing? I have no idea what they're doing. They're riding behind me, and I'm just keeping it just simple, not working, just casual ride. And when we got the end of the ride, and I looked at Emma's, she went past the, the floorboards to the frame and scraped the frame down. Mm. I'm like, Ooh. what are you guys doing? So first of all, it's I, called have, handling I have no idea what they were doing. Yeah, but we were not riding hard, though. I mean, well, there was I no, have no idea what they were doing. We weren't pushing it at all. I'll tell you what, though. I have a whole new appreciation for the big American V-twins. When we were in those, like, because all these were 10-mile-an-hour hairpin stuff. But once you kind of get the groove going, it was a lot oh, of fun. Yeah. You just so ran into They are brilliant bikes. Yeah. And it, once again... It's a fantastic bike. If I had 35 large in my back pocket, yes. I'd buy it, but and, I don't. 
So and fully retractable foot pegs. Yeah. So yeah, so we went over Mount Hamilton into a, a beautiful valley, and we go on Mines Road up towards Livermore. And now this valley is just a sweeping, curvy road oh, it's through farms oh. with you know mountains on either side. Yeah, and there's just nothing there but cows and no and horses, and horses, horses darling. and like, and then squirrels, and then wineries and like it was just beautiful. Yeah. Um, great ride. So I just wanted to give a little uh, review of my bike, and you can each do that real quick. So the Bonneville, I was riding the, it's a 900cc, right? Yep. Um, had plenty of power. Um, it, uh, it was comfortable to a point, but then that flat seat, it's not formed at all, it's just a flat bench seat. It did start to hurt my ass after a while, but the riding position was good. I didn't get sore at all. I had no wind protection, nothing. Um, and it felt nimble enough. Here's... Um, the the cons to me of that bike um i like a bike that whispers in your ear that wants to get you to out of your comfort zone and this doesn't do that this was just a very comfort in my comfort zone bike much like the versus it'll do everything you need it to do well but it will not promise to do anything outside of that great you know what I'm saying? I felt like um, it handled the turns just fine, but it didn't feel like it would drop in as quick as other bikes, right? Mm-hmm. Had plenty of acceleration, but not the same amount of acceleration that my my KTMs have that makes me go, right? Yeah. Um, it braked, handled well. It looks nice. I thought this was a great bike for anyone from a beginning rider to an experienced rider. I think anyone can ride it comfortably and it it's it fits a big niche of riders but it didn't do it for me and and maybe the bigger one will the 1200 i'm not sure we'll have that extra oomph but um i just i felt like it was really great to ride it and get it out of my system i don't think i need to right. own one of these traditional you know but it's a, a glorious a standard looking, bike. Glorious yeah, it's a good bike. looking thing and and an excellent bike for a day rental I would recommend it to anyone doing a day rental. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I, I got it out of my system. So that was good. Um, so that's kind of my assessment of the Triumph Bonneville. So what did you think of the Blobber? Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny, the giggle factor issue. So so it has like 78 horsepower with like 76 foot-pounds of torque. So it's it's got a really interesting profile, much like a, a twin, obviously. And uh when I first started riding it, like straight line, giggle factor all the way. Like, woohoo! And you didn't hear that yet, but I was just, <laughs> it was really fun. Now, long wheelbase, single shock, you know, very old school looking, kind of a hardtail looking, um, you know, bob- bobber. And uh, so the handling was was not great. Um, and it clearly was, it's a boulevard bike. It's made, I think, to go in the streets in the city. Yeah, right. Um, so out on the twisties, it, it just, it was really slow and cumbersome on the, on the turns and then scrapey. I mean, it's, I, and I wasn't, we were not riding hard on any level. And it mm-hmm. just, as soon as I got into any lean or any sort of trying to hit apexes, it would scrape. So that was really annoying because it, it you know, it kind of disconcerts you and, and makes you a little nervous when you're riding. But, um, yeah, but so I, you know, I, but it is a sexy machine. I mean, it is a sexy, fun looking machine that, and it fit you well. It lo- yeah. You look good on it. But the riding position for me was, was horrible. <laughs> I mean, it was, and I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. I get it. But, um, and I could touch the ground obviously really well on that thing, but it just it had something about the feet were a little bit not underneath me. They were a little bit forward, but not like forward like a Harley, just a little forward. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a clamshelly sort of feel to it. 
and it just by the end of the ride because my spine was taking all the all the bumps on a bad suspension so by the end of the ride seriously i felt i told jim i felt like i'd just ridden for five days in the desert i mean it just kind of beat me up over 120 miles so i think you know for the right person who wants the right kind of bike it's great the other thing i'll say is the gearing i did not like the gearing so and and because it was um it was very tall. So on the freeway, mm. that thing had no problem scooting down the freeway at 75, 80, 90 miles an hour. No problem at all. But um, but it was the first gear was way too tall. And second gear, it just it, it I couldn't find the right spot in those twisties where I kind of kept having to go down the first gear and it just was it made it kind of weird. So if it was me, I would change the gearing on that also just to maybe shorten it up a little bit and give it um, a little more up coming off first, second gear. So you could so you could ride around in second gear and not have to sort of keep shifting back down to one. Mm. All right. And Emma, what did you think of your bike? The battleship Pachomkin. <laughs> um, it was, no, it, technologically, it's amazing. The thing is bolted together as beautifully as any bike I've ever seen. And make no mistake, that thing handles. It's a 900-pound bike, but I got the frame down. And I'm big, but I'm not big, big. Right. It's an absolutely marvelous bike. I personally would recommend that bike to anyone if you're in the market to spend 35 large on a bike, which I am not. But if I was, no question I'd buy that thing. It's amazing. If you had to choose between a Harley and that, what would oh, you Oh, it's do? no question. The Indian's far better bike. But it's a far younger bike, and that's a very, very yeah. important distinction. Basically, the Harley is, right now, the top-of-the-line Harley is like a 20-year-old platform. The Indian's 15, 16 years younger than that, and it's got this glorious aluminum frame. It's a very rigid bike. There was no wobbliness on it, aside from the screen. And if you retracted the screen completely, there's yeah. no wobbliness. Right. But that was it. Yeah, oh, that power windshield, I mm -hmm. love. And, and I'll say, you know, on the twisties, I probably was most comfortable on the light, nimble bike. But then when we got out to Livermore, I had to take the freeway back. Emma's leading. She took off, and I'm just battling the wind, and my neck and head were just like, because she's doing like 90, I was whipping watching. down the freeway. Yeah, and we, it's what a great place to be. Yeah, Liza kind of looked like those Tibetan prayer <laughs> flags you see, like flapping in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, an absolute technological marvel. Yeah. And funnily enough, far more fun to ride in a pair than singly, because you can yell to your riding partner, you sunk my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Jim, was, how, what was your review? Yeah, uh, well, I think it depends on, on how you look at the bike, because for thirty-five grand, uh, like we said, you know, do you look at it for bang for your buck, or do I want an American V-twin? And if you want a big American V-twin, fuck yeah, it's great. It's thirty-five grand well spent. Um, oh God, it's solid that? to ride. Yeah, it's got all the the bells and whistles that I barely scratched the surface of. And it, it performed. I mean, we we put it through its paces. I yesterday. tell you what, they go all right. They don't do, they? and we spent a lot of time in second gear um, in these twisties. And I saw Emma started loosening up a little bit, and I remember to have fun. And where you get them to really scrape is you, if you like, you delay apex, and then you really lean into it. That's where I think a lot of it was happening. Um, so, but if you look at it from a bitchin' American big V twin, yeah, it's it's boss. I would say yeah. But you know, if you want your bang for your buck, and you compare it to other things. Um, you know, I, I think you can, you know, it, it depends on what you want. And, you know, to put it into perspective, I'm not comparing it to another bike. If I had a spare 35000 yes, 
I think I'd probably start thinking about putting a deposit down on a little house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, 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 that's the comparison yeah. because yeah. you've kind of gone beyond. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I feel like I'm being very old well, fashioned you know, here. For, but for example, for the money, it did have three, uh, three options, sport, standard, and whatever. So it did I, have I a little bit of adjustability. Yeah, I off, know. Off you went. Uh, but, you know, I, I would like to see linked brakes. You know, that thing is a truck to stop. Um, you know, and linked, linked brakes are common now. And, I, I, you know, some things like that would have been cool to see on the bike. But otherwise, it was great. I had a good time. So, um, yeah, what? Just the weather, the ride, everything was great. As I said, the euphoria. What a great experience! And then going back and returning it. Another thing I noticed, um, uh, Austin, is that normally I think each person has to log into their account. Is that no or no? I will wait. It's been a long time since I've been the renter. I've been the rentee. They did everything online. Yeah, the owner I didn't does have to it do all. Anything. The owner does yeah, it all. Okay, so right. I'm, that's yeah. that's we've right. changed that. It yeah. used to be both, but now okay. it's just the owner. Got it. Um, it was a great experience. Cool. Cool. So I want to know now, like, um, you've been, we've been talking to you since the beginning of this when yeah. you're still just hawking your wares yeah. and to anyone who would listen. Right. Thank um, you. you're basically a man with a suitcase going door to door. Right. Well, I and still look, do that. Well, so yeah, but look at you now. You've got a right. bigger suitcase. That's right. Um, let's talk about some of the changes and new directions sure, sure. that Twisted Road has been going. Uh, okay, so we could talk about a few things. The first is we talked briefly about the dealer program. Um, there's some other exciting things that I'm not going to talk about here, but if, if there are dealers going to AIM Expo this week, come by our booth. It, uh, we will be there too. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. This is Put awesome. your gear in our booth, right? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. This is where we always scout out somebody to stash all our stuff with. Yeah. Yeah. You've been the guy at well, so many good. shows. I know it's Thank you. I, I think we're hawking for test rides, so we'll probably have helmets and jackets with us. Yeah, fine. Yeah, bring them all. There you go. Uh, Nick and Sean will be there. 6072 is the booth. So look for 6072 if the dealer wants to go to, to talk to us about some yeah. new things. And these are things that I'm not talking about on the if, show. If you, there's a good chance if you go to the uh, Twisted Road booth, you might find a misfit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> what else going on? Oh, we started our events page. This is a couple of months yeah, old. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. So like one, one thing I found is that it's been very hard to find um, a clean way to find motorcycle events. So you're looking for an event. Mm-hmm. You're going through like three or four different websites. They all kind of suck. You know, you're, you're, it's hard to find all the information you want. So we've we've put it together on our site. If you go to twistedroad.com slash events, and you can go ahead and put in any part of the country and a list of events come up. And if you and if you click into that in any event you want, it'll give you more information on it. And then it'll also give you some bikes that are in the area if you want to ride a bike uh, near the event. Oh, I'm going oh, to Ohio. Cool. Yeah. Ohio, let's see, May, Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. July, oh, AMA Vintage Days. Uh-oh. You know what? This is not an event you want to rent a bike for. Right. That's right. I'm just I'm just saying, mm-hmm. Twisted, uh, uh, Twisted no. Road, you do not want to. Austin, you don't want somebody to rent a bike. No, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. You, you go there and you rent an un- unregistered scooter or buy a red registered right. scooter unless, for 50 bucks. Unless you're right. renting from Phil at Cleveland Moto and he knows right. what's up. And his bikes are on our site. <laughs> yeah, he knows what's up. Um. So that's new. And then we started another thing last year, I think in May. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's called our one, two free program. And the way it works is you don't have to sign up. You don't have to do any promotional code or anything. After you rent two times with us, we give you a free day. Nice. So, you know, if you rent four times, you'll have two free days. It doesn't end. They don't expire. 
That, yeah. So you could actually fly into San Jose if you're like live at somewhere else. Fly into San Jose, get a bike, come to our area for three days. You could go from here to the Sierras to Alice's Restaurant, Highway yep. One to Big Sur. I mean, that's a heck of a deal. Yeah, right. Yeah. That is yeah. cool. So after you've rented twice, we give you the three the uh, a day to use on your third ride. It's really cool. Um, trying to think of what else. We have a lot of things going on. You've always asked about insurance, Liza. Yeah, that well, that was the big hurdle to overcome. Yeah, and that was the number one question people asked: How is insurance handled? So how's that working? Now? Yeah, so we we insure all damage um, on an owner's bike up to twenty five grand. So it pretty much covers just about any anything that could happen. And then we also have, if the rider happens to get into an accident of some sort and they hit a car, we cover that car. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is, if 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 there's a really bad situation and the owner gets sued, um, we cover that. We cover that, the owner, up to a million dollars. So... Um, wow. There's no one else, no one else in the industry that does that. And no one, I mean, a million dollar for the owner. It's just, it's not in the industry at all. Basically, when you started, the insurance didn't exist. You had no. to create these relationships and and forge this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it took me two years to get to where I am. Yeah. And at the beginning, we had cobbled together something that just would make it work for the mm-hmm. time being. And then uh, after after being at it for two years, we found uh, a great company that we're working with now. So adding the dealerships has been a big, a big plus, and you still have plenty of room to grow there. Yep. Adding the events is pretty cool. Yep. Um, this is that time of the segment that uh, that I like to give you unrequested advice. I'll take it. And I thought we could go around the room uh, to anyone who has advice or ideas. Should we start with Twister Bagel's Road. idea to put a scooter on there to allow scooters on? Want to start? Yes. There? yes we'll start yeah. there. I, I back that up. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I will say a couple things. When I rent my bike out, I have my KLR six fifty on yep. there, yep. and people often say, "What's a good good ride to go on?" Yep. And I've actually created this route going down Highway One to Big Sur, and I'm like, "And you're not really supposed to go off road, but there's this great back Old Coast Highway. Yep. It's still a legal road." Um, do a loop and you can come back. It's a wonderful day's ride to see a little bit of everything and people have enjoyed that. Is it packed? Is it packed like, or yeah. is it dirt? No, it's packed, it's packed and gravel. Packed gravel. I, we might even cover that, Liza. I, I mean, tech, people live up there, so it's, technically. I, I think it's a maintained county road. Yeah, I think we yeah. cover those. I think yeah. we cover those. Um, And so they really appreciate it. So yeah. having um uh, some suggested routes on your site well, I'm not giving away too much when mm-hmm. I say that that's coming. Okay. You just gave oh. it away. That uh, is coming. And so it's going to be... Ride to food. It's going to be really, really, really cool. Like, yeah. I don't want to get into it, but you're, when I, maybe I'll call in for another show when it goes live. It's really yeah. fucking cool what we're doing. Cool. So routes wow. and like maybe self-guided tours. Yep. Um, uh, or, so that's, that's my uh, unsolicited advice. Cool. John, you have cool. an idea? You want to pitch? You need to think on that. I got to think on a little bit. Okay, All right, cool. Who's got an idea they want to pitch? Snowmobiles. <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be great. Dude, I mean, yeah. you think motorcycle market's big? For real, the only reason Dude. you can find gas in some places because of snowmobiles. Do you know how hard it is to find one to rent Austin, in the I've... summer? Yeah, exactly. What? No one's using them in the summer. You know, That's Rever, idea. I think Rever, um, I think Rever did that. I think Rever added snowmobiles to in snowmobile routes i thought because okay. they were getting because they so, wanted something on the office so, anyway. um 
I'm the one with the least experience of Twisted Road in general and, and renting in general. So my unsolicited advice to you, Austin, is when you have your booth at any trade show sure. and you have visitors come, especially ones from your favorite podcast, have chocolate to give them. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll make sure we do that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, it is a dopamine. No. Uh, Isn't chocolate yeah, yeah. a dopamine? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, you know, the whole experience, it, w- it was a very positive experience. So really, I don't have, aside from giving me chocolate, sure, I don't have a great deal of unsolicited advice. I think it's, it's just the most wonderful thing. Ooh, how about track day rentals? Oh, I think the the, the insurance good, for that idea. would be a so, nightmare. Yeah, one idea I thought of, though, um, packages, you know, fly in, here's the bike, here's the hotel. Yep, that's a great idea. Uh, it's know. a great, it's, it's, it's a little bit complicated, but it's actually something that can be done, and maybe in a few years we'll get to it. Yeah. But absolutely, it's a cool you idea. You know, in fact, I bought a bike that John rode up to South Dakota for me that is living at my friend's motel that... Um, I'm going to put up on Twisted Road. That'd be perfect. I, I, I got a bike just to put on Twisted Road so I can ride it when I go visit there every now and then. But the rest of the time, it can be rented. Oh, here's something right else. Here's something else that we're doing. Um, we got a lot of people saying, um, you know, I had a guy come and rent my bike. And when he brought it back, he made me an offer. He's like, you know, I want, I want oh, uh, eight thousand dollars. I'll buy this, and and you know, we're not selling, I'm not selling the bike. Yeah, you know, but they're I so excited that. and they're using it to test ride. So what we started doing now is if you're in the process of selling your bike, when you put it on our site, you can list it for sale, and then hey. you can you can filter for bikes that are being sold by owners on That's our site. That's a great site. idea. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. So and then it puts the price of that bike right there. So if you're looking, th- if you're looking oh, on right. our site, let's say you go to Miami, yeah. go up to the top of the screen, filter, and click only show bikes for sale. It'll show them when you click into that bike, it'll say, you know, buy this from Antonio for $89.99. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, guess what? It's that time. It's game time. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, good. Oh, yes, I got a game. This one is called Over Under. This one originated, by the way, by our Instagram. I was doing this on Instagram for a long time. Over Under. I think I remember that. Over ninety nine dollars, right? Yeah. All right. So, um, do you guys know what like the average rental rate is? If you go to like um, Eagle Rider or any of these kind of rental sites, it's like. You're to north of 150. Before I know Edinburgh BMW. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, like 150 up to 200. Yeah, or like a big yeah. GS 1250 yeah. stuff like that. So I'm going to set the bar here okay. at 100. dollars Perfect. I think that 100 dollars is a fair and good rate for yep. many bikes. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to list off some bikes, and these are all available in Miami. Okay. Year round riding. Got it. Okay. And you got to guess if it's over or under and this $100. Listed on Twisted Road. Twisted Road right in now. In Miami. Okay. Are they all high in Miami. So, and also, I need you guys to keep track of who, if you get it right, keep track on your fingers, and we'll see who gets the most points. Okay. Cool. All right. So, I'm going to start with, um, we're going to go with a 2014 Honda Goldwing. Hmm. Am I starting? We all go. We're all. You're doing all going right? to go. Yeah, over or under a hundred dollars. A 2014 Honda Goldwing. Under. I'd say under. Over. over. I'm going to say over. Sixty-eight dollars. Oh, wow. Sixty-eight dollars a day. Gold. One for one. Got one all for right. one. All right. Keep track. All right. A 2019 BMW F750 GS. Under. Under. Yeah, I'd say under also. Under. 
Over. $95. Yes. I just was being contrarian. (laughs) Okay. A 2019 Ducati Monster 1200S. Over. 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 I'm I'm still going to go under because it's a monster. Yeah, I'll go under too. $120. Yes. Up there. All right. 2018. John, watch that cord. 2018. Honda Goldwing DCT. Over. That should be over. Under. Yeah, over. Over. $300. Yeah, well, people yeah. will never be rented. People with DCTs can be quite heady. <laughs> 300. Now, now, and what Yikes. I wanted to take a minute to say, Austin, you do not set the prices. No, we do not. The owners of the bikes set the prices. Right. They can set it at whatever they want. Right. So you do get a wide array of prices. We give some guidance. We I didn't guidance. know that. Yeah. I Okay. Interesting. All right. 2019 Indian Scout Bobber. Under. Under. Yeah, under. under. I'm going to say it's, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say it's over. $87. All right. <laughs> Got one wrong. It's, it's actually a good price for it though. Yeah, right? Yeah. For 24 hours? Yeah. All right. How about a 2015 BMW 1200GS? It shouldn't be, but it's probably over. I'll say it's you a know, book. It's a buck twenty. G GS owners are an interesting bunch. They do love their bikes. They do. Um, I'll go over as well. This is a twenty fifteen. I'm going to say under. I'm going to take under. Two hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. Jeez. All right. What's the score? What do you guys got? Me and Austin. Track? I've got five. I've got three. All right. I I got, I'm negative. I got seven. Three. Fuck. Oh. You don't have seven. <laughs> I got seven. There are only six. There's only been six. <laughs> We've only done six. Right. Yeah, right. but my knob goes up to 11. <laughs> All right. 2013 MV Augusta Brutale 1090. Ooh. That's got to be over. Over. That's probably over. Over. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. It's under. Good. Two hundred dollars. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a very exotic bike. All right. Uh, this one is exciting. Two thousand and nineteen Yamaha Nikon. Oh my god! Ooh, that's over. Uh, over. You know the three yeah. wheel yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. say over, just because the rarity. I'm gonna yeah. go under. Ninety five dollars. Wow. wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Austin, I should know. You don't do three wheels, or do you? Because apparently those are popular. Well, yeah, so we're doing trikes now. If people want trikes, oh, okay, we have cool. trikes mm-hmm. on there. And then these these Yamahas, we've got a few of them on the site. Right Not on. a lot. Cool. Sorry. Okay. One in LA. A 2020 Harley Davidson Iron 883. That should be under. under. That should be under. Yeah, I'll go under. under. Bagel. I'm going to say over. $65. Cool. Wow. That's a great price for that bike. That's yeah. a great price. All right. Uh, Another 2020 Harley Davidson Road Glide. Oh, that should be over. Yeah, over. Over. Mm-hmm. Over. Yeah, over. 224. All right, got a couple more. 2021 Royal Enfield Himalayan. Under. 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 $70. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's good. Yeah, but if you were thinking about buying one yeah, for your first bike, mm-hmm. yeah. what a great we've right. got We've got a, uh, a few um, live wires on the site, and we've heard mm. that people will drive hundreds of miles yeah. to test ride it for a day for $200 before they put $30,000 yeah, on it. Oh, brilliant. And that's, right. that's smart for them. Yeah. We've yeah. only got two more, so what's okay. the score? 
I've got eight. Uh, I've, I how, don't remember. How many questions have there been? Got four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I've, I've got two I've, wrong. So I've, I've got nine. eleven. I've got ampersand. You you got eleven, Emma? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm about I'm about equal we're about with even. Austin. Yeah, we're about even. All right. Um, 2011 Ducati Diaval. Carbon oh. edition. I saw one of those oh, when we were at Spirit. I'm like, can I, I get that? Again, over. DFL owners are an interesting bunch. Over. 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 I was going to mm-hmm. say over also. It shouldn't be. Over. $79. Oh, good. Wow. Oh. Wow. Get All your right. arms pulled um, off for under 80 bucks. I was going to say, that is a good huh. experience for 80 bucks. <laughs> Have you guys ridden yeah. that? I'm, di- I'm um, dying to try mm. it. It Anyone? is extreme. Yeah, many. Yeah. Um, they are brutally quick in a straight line we uh at the dealership when i was there we had an amg one that used to come in regularly and it was wild all right this last one is worth ten thousand points oh boy (laughs) pressure's on all the vomit all right this one is a 2018 triumph bonneville t120 under 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 emma's trying to use some some mind reading some, over some there. Some ciphering. Sure. I said bucks. Drilling under, my brain. 89 bucks. I'll just go over because everyone went under. Well, in that case, everyone here is a winner except for Emma. It is $96. Oh, it's close, though. Fantastic. It was yeah. You know, what's, what's happened, though, it's interesting as we went through this process, we kind of all figured out this type and style of and year of bike and where it's going to be on our site. But when we started it, we weren't comparing it to that. We were all comparing it to the 150 or the $200 benchmark of other right. so you know the minute you reset and you look at these it's just it's pretty amazing how how well they're priced you guys know revive i'm sure you know revival cycles in mm-hmm. uh, austin they probably have six bikes on there that oh, really? people when they're going in austin they grab these bikes are incredible incredible uh, so i know shape. i know you were not prepared for this so i'll see if you know any of the answers what's some of the most rarest or most expensive bikes that you have on there we have a few bikes that have had a ton of custom work on them oh. and um there's one in florida i don't i don't even know i think it's um the the, the owner has uh, a lot of followers on instagram his name is bad beard you know bad beard <laughs> oh yeah yeah he's got his bike on there i think it might be 400 a day there's some there's some bikes like that right. that are on there but you you made the point something like a um, a live wire it's really worth it yeah before yeah you invest. absolutely absolutely um, and those bikes by the way don't get rented that often it's it's more of like um, you know just because a bike is really special to you doesn't mean it's special to a lot of other people right. but the live wire is a great example because that does get rented because people want to try before they buy it uh, ooh more unsolicited advice give it you have to, if you can get the special classic corner. Like collector vintage, like honestly, if you had the like five hundred or one thousand dollar a day section, yeah, and you know what, you know, like those, like, yeah, like that would be like you know the rich, yeah, like a black game, shadow like, for that would be like yeah. pretty freaking cool, right? Like five thousand a day for a Confederate, yeah, somebody would pay it, yeah, somebody would pay it, oh, yeah. Man. I mean, and now you're getting attention because you yeah. got these crazy yeah. bikes, oh, Emma. Forgive Can you me. please stop googling shit? Right no, now? I was I was <laughs> I was looking it up. Um, that would be cool. I mean, um, yeah. dr- dream bikes. Yeah, let's dream call bikes. it like the dream bike. Like the ar- arch is that the is that the yeah bike? that's oh, the yeah. Uh, the yeah, arch some of is those the Keanu would be cool. Reeves bike. And of obviously that would take a whole other tier of insurance. Sure, and, sure, and we could do that. it. You know, we're set up for it. We're for it. We're set up for it. 
We could do that. But so, Dreamers. Keanu, if you're listening, yeah, there's your here's your ticket. Um, <laughs> another thing would be, uh, yeah, hooking up with tours. Yep, got it. Yeah, you're already on that. Nope, we're not on it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but I understand the feedback. It's but uh, yeah. I think the I, I, the only thing that's missing is this: if you could tie in, and we we again, it's it's with the tours of some kind of hookup at the airport. So you fly in yeah. and your bike yeah. is there yeah. waiting for great. you. Yep. And just have like almost a hub at the airport. Yeah. Yep. And it wouldn't take a great deal because you could just have the owner drop off the bike and then shuttle them back. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, uh, and, and another possibility too is um, could you somehow partner with travel agencies or like frequent flyer yeah. uh, programs? Because they always have, <clears throat> you know, like rental car promos and stuff. Yeah. Why couldn't you do that with bikes too? Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a great idea. Because I yeah. think that the, the only thing that's stopping a lot of people when they come into a new town, you know, we're flying into Vegas on Wednesday for AM Expo. And... If I knew that at McCarran that I could actually go and find motorcycles, yeah, okay. I'd grab a motorcycle right there at McCarran. Yeah, so here's here's what yeah, a lot of people yeah. do is when they're looking at the bike they want to they want to take, they'll message the owner and they'll just say, Hey, can you drop this off at McCarran for me? Or can you meet me at McCarran with the bike? Yeah, no problem. And they'll oh, do it. And, they'll, and you just, all you do is pay them their Uber back. You know, they, they make it. Oh, so that's cool. there's a lot of deals going on like that behind the scenes. Quick question. Yeah, I know cool. it's not in the cards and probably won't be uh, dirt bikes. Yeah, Liza asked me about that earlier. Um, it's it's really complicated from yeah. an insurance standpoint. Yeah, no worries. Because people know yeah, that you're, you're going down, right? So the first yeah. thing is like on the damage side, like owners can say, well, this this piece broke off or whatever, and they wouldn't normally care. But then we're writing checks all the time for owners that aren't getting their bikes repaired because they're dirt bikes, totally. you know. Right. Okay, and then you have a better, bigger chance to get yeah. hurt. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, like when I let people take my KLR and I'm saying, hey, go do this dirt road, I tell them, here's my policy: if you bend it or break it, you replace it. If it's only scratched, I don't care. Mm. Right. But you have no way to back that up. Like, like, really, I mean, I have no way to go through you to enforce my rule, right? No. What, what, what if, if I let them go dirt riding on it? No. The way it works right now is we don't cover it. So if, if, so if, if it's taken on the dirt, it's not covered by our insurance. So if somebody then bends the handlebars and you were to come to us, then you would have to, fi- we, we would figure it out with yeah, them, right. you know, with the, with the rider. Um. I will let you know. I don't know if you know this, but I did have an issue um, on my last rental, oh. and and you, your guys took care of it. Nick took care of oh, it. Oh, good. Um, it should be a really easy process. We have the whole thing oiled, about, fairly oiled. About well oiled. two months after the rental, I got a parking ticket in the mail. Did you contact us? <laughs> I did. And so I was like, what? I got a parking ticket, expired meter on the exact date it was rented. Yep. And I reached out to the buyer through the Twisted Road messaging. No, or not the buyer, the renter. Yeah, no response. Yep. So then I went through, Nick, hey, just let you know, I got this parking ticket. And he, he immediately refunded me for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Which I appreciate. Because um, we have their credit cards on hold. Because that was a whole card. nother thing. I'm like, oh gosh, that's a whole nother thing you're dealing with. Yeah. I never thought mm-hmm. about. Oh, there's a million things that are going on that you don't think about. Yeah. Can you uh, share? Uh, Any, uh, come on, share some pitfalls. Yeah, yeah, you get it. You get a call at you know eleven o'clock at night, and the guy went and stopped the bike at a at a gas station in the middle of nowhere, and it won't start. Yeah, you know, 
mm. shit like that happens. We've got a network of, of uh, roadside assistance just for motorcycles all over you the know, country. And you may not know this. I had somebody renting my KLR a couple of years ago. Yeah. And she was out riding and the battery died. Right. And so she called me from like Southern California. Like, what do I do? I was like, uh, like, what is she expecting me to do? Right. right? I'm like, well, um, you're going to have to get it replaced and I'll gladly pay you back for sure. the price of the battery, but I can't like come get you or anything like that. So we have, we have roadside assistance now it's five bucks a day. And if that were to happen mm-hmm. now, there's a roadside assistance number and we'd have a, a, to- a motorcycle tow truck jump you with a motorcycle but, cables. But that at five bucks a day, that's an option for the renter for the rider. Yeah, for the rider. So if they choose not to take it, we can still find If they it. choose not to take it, here's what happens. They call us and they say, this is what's going on. And right. we say, you didn't take the, the, the roadside assistance. We call them, our, 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 our uh, partner, and we'll send the, them to you to help you anyway. But you're responsible for that bill, for that total tow bill. There so, you go. so what happens if something grenades and they're you know, 300 miles away? Who uh, is the owner responsible to get that bike back home? Or who, how does it get home? Uh, if there's an issue, 300 miles, yeah. miles away. If there's it, um, yeah, that gets sticky it's, because it's there's, not worth yeah. getting into just because it's, oh. it's, it's, it's Jim's got to go. Yeah. I got to take off. Well, well, all right. Great Light to see you. We'll see Jim. I can understand yeah. they get sticky because on the part, like with my right. battery dying, it's my responsibility to right. give a maintained bike, but battery is something that ages yes. out and there's no he, way to here's know. I'm going to, I'm going to give it the, the best yeah. answer I can give you. We're run by riders. And so we do what would be fair. And right. so we try to figure out exactly what happened. If it's someone who did not is not taking good care of their bike generally, right. we're going to hold them more responsible. If this thing's in impeccable situ- condition and the battery goes out, we'll figure something out. But it's like what, what, what Liza said. Go, go, go get a backup. Get another battery. We'll pay you. Either yeah. Twisted Road will pay you or the, or the owner will. We figure yeah, it out. I, um, yeah. Forgive me for not knowing this. Have you ever offered guidelines to your renters to say this is what we expect from you with your rental bike? Yeah, we do. We do. We expect the tire pressures yep. to be done. We expect you to keep on top of the oil, keep, keep yep. on top of the maintenance. Yeah, all of that. We tell them. We and, tell them. And do you do you can do you keep a list of kind of repeat offenders? So if somebody say rented a bike. And they contact you and say, you know, the bike was in kind of not great. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example of something that just happened. That's yeah. a great question. We had an issue with a really good bike in Austin, Texas. Somebody took it out, got in, it wouldn't start, so we figured it all out. We told the owner, "Hey, this happened. Oh, it's not the bike. I don't know what it could be." Two weeks ago, the exact same thing. Someone else took the bike out. They went to get a coffee. They go back. They couldn't get the bike to start. So that's it. Bike's off the site. We tell the owner to make sure that it's repaired and to give us a copy of the repair bill so that we see it's been repaired and then we'll put it back up. If he doesn't want it back up, he doesn't do it. He does whatever he wants. But we pull him. Great. Yeah, we pull him. Sometimes look at pulled the first time, depending on how the owner is responding. You know, um, like I said, this is a guy who has a really good bike. I've ridden it. And it's and it, and the first time he's like, hey, it's, it's not my bike. I don't know what happened. It's not so, a triumph, is it? It's a BMW. Oh, I know exactly what's wrong with it. <laughs> it's the it's the uh, it's the key. Oh right. Oh. So uh, I'll tell you something that's been interesting for me, um, having been somebody who rents my bike out. You know, when Airbnb started, yep. it was 
much like this. Everyone's just kind of figuring this out as you go along. And the more you rent, the more you learn, um, oh, you know, I'm going to put out a bowl of fruit or I'm going to have some yeah, maps yeah, yeah. or some a list of things right. or you become a better host. Sure. Well, I find that like I've been getting better and better at this. Like I know when somebody shows up, I'm like, do you need a parking pass? Do you have a car in the street? Do you need a parking pass? Right, right, uh, right. I have one for you. Like I'm learning to be a better host. I'm offering routes and suggestions. I have luggage options right. that I've given them. Got more gear than they can you ever know? think about. <laughs> I know. And so I've said, do you need any luggage? I have this, I have yep. this, I have this. Yep. And I think that lends to a better experience for the people. So I know just for me, and I assume company-wide, the more people rent, the better they're getting at it and the yeah, better the experience. Yeah, you think about the first time that it happened, you know, the first time somebody rode with us, the rider was new to it, the owner was new to it, you know, and they're both sitting there trying to figure out a, a, a website that we hadn't really oiled yet. Right. You know, we were working through all the kinks and trying to figure out what worked and what didn't. And that was four years ago. Now, like I said, you have an issue and you're on the side of the road, you, there's a phone number, we'd get you, we have a, a, a roadside assistance. Like there's just an evolution that's happened there. But you're right, it's everywhere. It's, the, it's all that stuff. You all know, right. it, it, it goes down to the same thing. Something that we know is being delicious now, like a pineapple. What chain of events happened for somebody <laughs> yeah, who no looked at that thing and said, that's going to be good to eat, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, right. because it, it doesn't look it. Right. So it's a, everything's a learning experience. Or a lobster. That would be even worse. I mean, God almighty. <laughs> you look at this know. bug that came out of the ocean and say, mm, so that's going to be delicious. So my last uh, unsolicited advice sure, give it to is me. maybe have um, a network or even a, a Zoom call or some way to get uh, rent rentees, owners, Owner, owners, together to share what they've been doing and what works. Ooh. That's a great idea. To do some like sort forum, of like kinda, yeah. online party or something. Yep. You know what I mean? It's a great idea. Or better yeah. still, give your personal phone number out <laughs> to everyone so they can He's, call you night or day. I, 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 I do used text to do them. Yeah. Hey, I have somebody who didn't pay for their gas. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Ah. He gets it. Some people who have been on the on the platform for a while still have my cell phone number. <laughs> But, Sorry. Uh, but we just printed up business cards for AIM Expo, and it has my email. It does not have my cell phone on it anymore. So we're going to see you in a couple days. Yeah, yeah. Come to our booth, 6072. Thank Nick will be there. Great. I can't wait to meet him. Warn him uh, <laughs> that the misfits will descend. It's already done. <laughs> and thank you for Please coming out. My pleasure. No, it's great it, being here. You're always a great guest, Austin. Thank you thank for you, what you do. Um, thank you for just... Re doing this wonderful thing for bikes. Thanks. Sure thing. Sure so, thing. I'm glad you guys had a great experience. No, we did. Oh, yeah, we really did. did. It was really awesome. Did. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Emma, I'm going to walk yeah. them out. Do you think you can just talk about something for five minutes? Oh, yes. <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. So I think, it, I think it's fair to say it wouldn't be fair just to talk about the... Twisted Road Experience, without talking about Spirit Cycles, it's a very, very interesting dealership, yeah. isn't it, John? Yeah, it is. So, as far as I'm aware, the owner was big in tech. He was a tech guy. Yep. And made buku bucks. Lifelong, yeah, his name is Martin. Yes. Lifelong motorcyclist, mm -hmm. lover of motorcycles. And then opened this dealership, and yeah. it's um, separated into two halves. They've got mm -hmm. Triumph on one side. And the bicycles, because, <laughs> yes, they sell bicycles. And on the left, they've got 
all the rest of the stuff. So they yeah, got, they have Indian, Royal Enfield, Aprilia. Aprilia. Uh, Indian. Oh, I said Indian. Yeah. Uh, well, there's one more, I think. There's a couple more. Yeah. Kind of, oh. you know, interesting bikes and just tons of used bikes. Um, but we pulled in as a group. Yeah. And immediately this very fresh-faced young man called Jason. Hello, Jason. Came over, introduced himself. And... Um, was very, very friendly and knowledgeable and almost immediately figured out who we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're the Twisted Road group. And then um, we got introduced to the Twisted, uh, the rental crew. Yep. And um, it was a good experience throughout. Yeah, so that's the dealership I bought my Tiger from. Okay. So I, I've had experience with them for a year or two now. And uh, they've always been very professional. Uh, I actually sat down with Martin when I bought my bike. So I met him, got to spend a little time with him and talk to him. He, you're right. He is very passionate about motorcycles. But in my view, Kiara is the star of the dealership. Yeah, Kiara. She is uh, fabulous. No, she she was great. She really was. Um, now, was is Martin the, the guy with the dreadlocks? You see the dready guy? No, 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 he's not. He's another guy. Okay. Very good. Yeah, and I've dealt with that guy with the dreadlocks too. He's—I forget his name, but he's really cool. I mean, everybody. My experience yeah, has been great. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say it was a cool scene up there. Yeah, it really was. Did you just buy yourself a one twelfth scale Welly Honda Goldwing Liza? Can you Well, that depends. <laughs> hey, I am back. Hey, I'm, I'm, I have just turned on Liza. Okay, I'm um, jelly of your John, Welly you're Liza. Liza's buttons. <laughs> Oh, first of all, so nobody I've, can mute her. I've been, I've been, buy, I've been buying more stuff. Um, uh-huh. Yes, you see some latest bikes that I bought to go onto the wall, and um, one is a Maisto and one is a Welly. You have to check these out. Mm. So, nice. um, yeah, Maisto. So Maisto. This is actually heavy, like a Goldwing. Too. Yeah, I know. Uh, That's a new Goldwing. That, those are nice. Yeah, Maisto. Are they Spanish or Italian? I mean, I think it's. Gilloy was Spanish. I thought that Mesto was Japanese. But, I I mean, they've been around for years, but Welly are the new kids on the block. God, look at that Goldwing. Yeah, you can unbox them if you want. Oh, can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bagel, just so you know, so the trains have been coming out of the train room. They've been getting sold off, and now I have all these empty shelves to fill. Yeah. Um, So so you want me to to scrounge up some uh, scooter toys to send your way? Oh, please. I got so much... Empty okay. space. I've, I, I've been, I've been, uh, I, well, I got this display cabinet for my house for all my toys. So I'm, I'm going to get that uh, set up soon. And uh, if I have any extras, I'll uh, send them your way. I might yes. have a few. Yes, please. And so the other, um, the other thing that I got that uh, Bagel can't see, I'm going to send you a photo, Bagel, as Emma makes a lot of noise. Open. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm crunching open the. the it's like Christmas Sunday. Oh! Man. This thing is absolutely oh, superb. That's the Goldwing. That's, this is a brand new. Oh, that's cool. It's like Dark Knight mm. Goldwing. Is it that is, the DCT? Yeah. Does it have a shifter? Is. Well, you can tell. Does it no have a shifter? shifter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bagel, did cool. you get a text on your phone? Uh, let me see. Take a look at that picture. That's a new edition that I bought from AliExpress. Um, it is a custom printed rug. Wow. <laughs> You want to describe it? <laughs> so it is. It's like a giant uh, tube wave crashing over what looks like some sort of crazy custom chopper with a big fat <laughs> rear tire. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's custom, custom chopper riding a wave. Um, wow. So at AliExpress, I discovered 
you can order all different sizes of rugs. Just like I had the little KTM right. bath mat was a little small one. But this one, and there's all different images that you can get. And they'll print it on whatever size rug you order. And it's, I want to be clear, it's not like a good rug. It's more like a baby mat, you know, it's, or like, like yoga mat. Like a, like a foam mat. Kind it's of like thing. a foam mat with little yeah. rubber dots on the backside. <laughs> I would totally carpet. put it. Yeah. I would totally put it down to like, like a baby plan. Oh, we got to put this on a, on a shelf. Ooh, that, that gold wing is good. Yeah. It's good. It's not. Um, Mm. And uh, but I love that you can get them printed. So yeah, here on the floor in the studio, I added the rug. Still to arrive is my bed set of uh, duvet cover and sheets, which I don't remember which image I chose. You I will probably find uh, when it arrives, it'll be suitable it, size for a dollhouse. I, I hope you got uh, got the image of Miss Emma with the motorcycle in bed printed on your bed sheets. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't, I'm not going to say what brand shirt I'm wearing because I am wearing a nice jersey that is really um, ripped off from a good brand name. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. I wouldn't mention that if I were you. I won't. <laughs> but I pay like 12 bucks for these shirts and the rug cost me like 45 bucks. And it is a like a four by six size rug. It's a good size mm-hmm. rug. I mean, the, yeah. the quality is a little thin. <laughs> Yes, but I also have been getting these motorcycles. There's so much to discover on. Um, I've been using AliExpress. You're back on AliExpress now. It's a world I, of counterfeits. <laughs> it is a world of counterfeits. <laughs> yeah. Um, yet to come, there's still some more things. I've ordered a whole bunch of stuff, some gloves. And uh, I ordered, I think I got a Vespa model coming. I, um, nice. I always want to make sure bagels represented. Cool, um, cool. Yeah, so yeah, more stuff coming, but but it's fun. It's just it's stupid. Yeah, but it's just it's, stupid. It's mm-hmm. Fun, stupid. I have to say, like the KTM bath mat, I'm pretty pleased with. I might have to get more of those. Just use them like placemats. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, hey, quick uh, congratulations to Sam Sunderland. Oh yeah, Sam Sunderland. Yeah, he won. Yeah, good the, on him. The motorcycle on the motorcycles. He won the Dakar. Rally. Yep. And he's riding a gas gas. First time gas gas has won the car. Wow. Yeah, gas gas is coming up. I was watching the uh, motocross last night and gas gas was performing. I wonder who owns them now. Well, Emma, I was about to ask you can you do a quick history hole in gas gas? Yeah, next week I'll do it. No, right now. (laughs) No. Pull it out. Um, Pull it out your hole. Come on. The I mean, Gas Gas has never actually really had much of a name outside the trials world. I mean, aren't they exactly, Spanish? Exactly. Right? Are they Spanish? No, no, no they're Italian. Not? Oh, they're Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, Gas Gas made the best trials bikes thirty years ago, thirty-five years ago. Very narrow, very low, and they kind of fell off the radar a bit. And so I think probably very much like SWM, somebody bought the name and they're coming back. I mean, I stand to be corrected. I'll do some research for next week and I'll find out how we have gone from falling off the radar for the past 20 years to winning the Dakar. Uh, and I'm just going to I'm just going to say I, I don't know the answer. I wonder if this is another one of these. Is the name been sold? And That's what I'm thinking. Like SWM. Right. You I know? mean, I'm or sure they. Discontinued on a small scale. I'm sure Maybe. we find the answer But I mean, very they, they were the go-to trial spike yeah. for a long, long time. Or they've just expanded. So this, I mean, yeah, this is a full-size, you know, Dakar yeah. dirt bike. 
But really cool. Um, great racing this year. So inspired to see them riding. Um, there was one death of a, I know of, it was a mechanic in one of the cars. Wow. Yeah. Car, I guess the car flipped and oh, man. he died from the injuries. Um, yeah. So it, it is a dangerous, it is a dangerous sport. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, it's really cool to watch. So I also wanted to talk about some events coming up. As as you know, Austin said, we're going to be at AIM Expo. It's not open to the public, but there may be some people there that we know. Look for us. Twisted Road is a good place. I'm so glad he said he was going to be there. I was telling John, so yeah. here's how it works. When we go to an event, first thing we do is a lap of the room, and we try and find a friend that we can stash our stuff at and call home base. So um, as a heads up, if you want to find Emma at AM Expo, I will be wearing my baby blue cowboy hat. So if you see a baby blue cowboy hat, look underneath it and you will find me. And we did get um, some more people signing up for the Numb Nuts Challenge. I think we have two spots and a bunch of people saying maybe right now. <laughs> Two spots left, um, and there's been some more entertainment. Yes, we added. are, are finalizing the entertainment, <laughs> um, which is guaranteed to please and distract. And that is uh, no, is that no, 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 no. That I know the date, January something nineteenth. Yeah, something. What the yes, it's in two weeks. It's it's two weeks. Two weeks. So it'll be twenty ninth. But um, yeah, twenty ninth. The weekend after that. Ta -da -da -da. Is the Naked Ride? Yes, February fifth. Um, February the fifth. Begley, do you L miss the Naked Ride? Maybe you should start one up there. Let your um, freak flag fly. It's tempting. I do miss it. I would love to be there if I could. Yeah. Well, gosh, you know, it was so warm today. I was like, oh, this will suck if it's nice out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole point. You'll well, no. have more spectators. So no, I. You see, I mistakenly said you've never actually participated in the naked ride. And I always kind of thought you were riding sweep, but you're no, not. Never. What do you do? I make I make a safe place for everyone to feel comfortable disrobing and I take care of all the clothes and make sure that they get to where they need to be for everyone. And that is your role. Yes. Basically, I mean, people are going to get naked. You want a, it, to feel like a safe space. So I actually like, I go around and I clean the floor because you're going to take your boots off to get your pants off, right? Yes. I make sure you're not going to get like metal shavings or, you know, gravel on your feet. I clean up, put out chairs, put it, I clean all the chairs. Yes. Oh, before, you know, very important on a naked before I do. and after. <laughs> I make sure that everyone has, you know, a, a place to feel comfortable and well, I I shall be participating. I look everyone again, in the eye. Always. I look yes. everyone in the eye and make them uncomfortable. I, no, that doesn't make you uncomfortable. Looking you in the eye. Yeah, I look him in the eye. Yes. Yeah. One time my eyes darted, and I will regret that the rest of my <laughs> life. So I just look everyone in the eye and make everyone comfortable I, and make them feel safe. And only twice have I forgotten people's clothes. Well, I may <laughs> so. Um, Oh God! I remember Jeremy. <laughs> no, I, oh. it was it, to my. It was not me forgetting. They did not listen to the instructions of where to put their clothes that are in a garbage bag. There is nothing. And one year it was Doug got his clothes left yes. behind, and then next year, another year, it was Jeremy. And there is nothing as woeful looking as a dejected Jeremy 
who is about 90 pounds sopping wet and just white. He's the palest man I have ever seen. (laughs) But looking for his clothes and becoming more and more dejected. You ask what I do. The other thing I do is I always have a sweatshirt with me. Just in case. To give to the person whose clothes didn't make it there. I've always done that. No, you are the perfect host. And I will do it this year again, as I always do. And yeah. So my choice, I could do it on Rufus, which is going to be no fun. A Harley would be. So I may do it on the Superglide, but you, I may actually borrow what Liza's came no, to do it. Yes. No, yes. No. Yes. No. Here's I'll, why. I I'll do not like the loan. Yes. <laughs> I, I've, I've mentioned this before. I made the mistake of loaning one of my bikes to a, a woman who was on the ride once, and it left this peculiar salt stain on my seat <laughs> that was like the shroud of turin image of a vagina oh, no. and it took weeks to find the right solution to remove oh, that's it. horrible because degreaser didn't do it yes oh my yes it was so weird yes so i will probably oh, in that case i'll probably image I, want now. I will <laughs> i will do it it's... on my super glide and i'm gonna Perfect. put down a towel Perfect. Because that's got a very nice seat on it. There you go. It's got I, pristine upholstery. And then the next year, um, I think Mean Megan, was it Mean Megan or Cat? One of them was using one of my bikes, and I put um, a paper towel down on the seat. And as she was taking off, she's laughing as this paper towel comes floating to the ground. I'm like, oh! So now I just wrap my seat in saran wrap. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, and then uh, the weekend after that, February 19th, Emma. Yes, darling. Do you think you can have a DR650 by February 19th? I'll do what I can. Stop playing with that. You're making noise. Um, I'll do what I can. I mean, I've just, I've bought bikes. Well, February 19th, we're going to do another. Big Thumpers ride. Big Thumpers ride. Something special may be coming. We're probably going to be a limited ride if we can get to where I think we want to go. I may put knobbies on the XS. Uh, That works for me. That's that's like the no. the biggest thumper. No. It is the biggest thumper of them all. <laughs> Liza got so upset with me. I know me she was today. kinda pissed at you for that. No, she was. No, it's not even pissed. It's disappointed. So it's disappointed. Here's the story. I picked up a Yamaha XS eleven hundred with the factory touring kit, which meant a giant windjammer fairing with CB radio. And we had so much fun going around breaker, breaker, breaker mm. here. And here is the rubberized <laughs> duck. So it had a giant factory Yamaha windjammer fairing on it, saddlebags, chrome crash bars around the saddlebags, carrier backrest. And I've thrown it all away. And, and I've turned cr- it back to being an naked The bike. chrome was in perfect condition. The bike had never been down. There was no, no never. scratch on it. Everything was pristine and working. It was... I'm not throwing any of that away. It was I'm preserving it. Mm. I was on your side first, Liza, but after I saw it naked, I'm like, oh, okay, I see this now. This is nice looking. Yeah. When was the last time you saw one with the full kit? I haven't seen a naked one for ages. I remember the cruisers. There's tons of cruisers around there, but this isn't the cruiser. This is the stocker. So when I got my XS750, that is now the street tracker. Yes, you know, it had the full kit on it. Yes. In fact, it had Vetter luggage right. on it. But it was weathered. Yes. It didn't have the keys. The chrome was pitted. 
uh, just, you know, like the Chrome yeah. and stuff. And it wasn't worth keeping. And it had the ginormous king and queen seat. And it just had a, it had a plexiglass uh, fairing that was, had spider cracks. It was all aged. So to me, that's an excuse to remove everything. And you know what? I actually sold the, the Vetter luggage. But you know, I, God, I still remember to this day. I put, it was the top case and the side bags. I take it back. No, I did have a key for it. Side bags, top case. I think it was like brown or, no, burgundy. It was burgundy. Yeah. I put it on Craigslist for like 50 bucks, maybe, for like the set of everything. Bidding wool. Uh, no. Um, guy said, yeah, I, I, I'd i like it. I'll come get it. He drove like three hours. Wow. And he came there and he offered me 10 bucks. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? All I want is 50 bucks for this entire set. Yeah, I just had to drive three hours here. Do you know how much that cost me in gas? Well, that's not like your you problem. Dude, that, that is not my problem. It's 50 right? bucks. I'll give you 20. Dude, this is not a negotiation. I listed it at a very fair, cheap price. Come and get it. And, you know, it's just you get those people sometimes. So what did he do? Did he pay it? I think he left without it. Wow. I don't remember. Huh. I don't remember. I mean, maybe he got it. Wanker. I, maybe I don't. So he, or someone else. I mean, I think I may have called the next person on the list or something. Um, but I just remember somebody coming and like offering me 10 bucks. I'm like, what? Huh. What do you know? He, he was. No, he, he didn't have game. Let's put it that way. But um, anyway, so for me, that's a difference. And yeah, taking all bike. of that and a bike that didn't have good paint and no, you know everything on this bike was pristine, but yeah. it's it's just I think the value for me in taking it all off is I've taken two hundred pounds off the weight of that bike, and it's for a bike that's still three hundred pounds overweight for right. a modern bikes, so. and it is it's substantially easier to ride. It was a time capsule, Emma. It still is. Yeah. Still is. Mm. I'm going to dress like Donna Summer when I ride mm. it. And you needed a bike. You need a bike <laughs> with wind protection and luggage to do distance on for when we go down to L.A. I'll be on Rufus again. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, this is kind of what it's like every day in the garage. If if you want to know. Hey, John. Yeah. <laughs> so the ride. Can I pitch uh, an idea of where to ride for the Big Thumper ride? Mm, you can. What do you think about? Um, Summit Road, uh, Coralita Sausage, and then Buzzards. So I would use that as my backup ride because our friend that came by today, and I won't get into details because might be able to get us into some uh, some some off limits areas. Uh, cool. Yeah, but that all has to be scouted. We need to be able to know. And one of the things I like about these rides is they're not um, they're not hard rides, and all those roads we just said are fun but not technical. Yep. All right. Um, Emma, we're not, I see, we're going to get to emails in a second. Bagel, I sent you one if you can cue it So, Bagel, um, I'm looking at a German police BMW. Yeah. Jawohl. By Maisto. Maisto. And I'm reminded of an extremely old joke. Why are German policemen so handsome? I don't know. Why is this? Because they please the eye. Uh, I think my dad jokes are better. Emma? Yes. Hello. Um, Since we have some time to fill, I dug into my old 
Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a list. And one of the questions on here for both you and Bagel, because it may be a different answer from both of you. So my question is, why aren't there more German bikes? So German bikes versus German scooters. (laughs) So how many German bikes do we have out on the roads today? Well, far more than you realize. Um, Germany has always regarded its domestic market as a very, very important one. And if you go to Germany, there is a ton of lightweight German bikes like Zundaps and Kreidlers, Mm -hmm. which you simply don't get outside Germany. So there are plenty of them. It's just we don't see them here. Um, the only ones we really see here are the heavyweights. <coughs> yeah. So the but, BMWs. But the, right. But there were a lot of other marks that used to exist back in the, the 60s into the 70s that, that like, like a lot of other manufacturers, fell victim to the success of the Japanese industry. Right. Exactly. I mean, how many yeah. German cars manufacturers well, no, right now, now hang on. being that's in, a, that's exported a, into the u.s that's a slightly different yeah. market yeah but i'm saying yeah. there's as many german as anything else but but it's not we don't see that representation well, it's really just two companies though, and it? scooters right it's just bmw oh, because and Audi, BMW, mercedes yeah but those yeah. are all yeah mercedes bmw and vw so let's talk about british manufacturers of bikes versus cars because i think that's fair so, mm-hmm. British cars, you've got um, Jaguar, Land Rover, Range Rover, Rolls-Royce, Bentley, mm-hmm. Aston Martin, mm-hmm. blah, 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 Morgan. Yeah. And then you've got Triumph. BSA. Norton. Yeah, but, but, the, yeah. but they're coming. These are the very, very niche ones. Yeah, but still. As of right now, as of today. Yeah. The only British bike you can really buy in any kind of volume is a Triumph. Yeah, but the yeah. other names are still there, and even though they're on in other incarnations, just like Indian, right? You know, they they're still surviving. That name alone right, has but I, weight. I think I think it's very fair to say that the German van manufacturers are the same. You can buy a whole slew of German so, cars. So how about German mm-hmm. scooters, Bagel? How many are there on the market? Well, there I don't think there are any today. BMW. I mean, well, BMW, you're yeah. right. Um, they do make some scooters, but but all of the the traditional, you know, German scooter manufacturers, you know, they all died out by the early '60s for the most part. Um, Heinkel was one of the last, and they folded in 1965. Um, I mean, BMW never made scooters back in in the mm-hmm. early days. They've only come out with scooters in in the last ten years or so. Um, uh, KTM did make a few scooters back in the day, but that's that's an Austrian company, right. but you know, German market, um, from German speaking market, let's say at least. Um, and I think they still do make some some small displacement scooter type bikes for uh, for the local market as well today. Um, do, is MZ still still in operations? Who? MZ. Oh, Moto Jopau. Moto Jopau, yeah, I think so. Because I they might make some some scooters. Um, hmm. I, I don't know for sure. Um, 
but yeah, it's been it's been years since I've been over there, so I'm I'm kind of out of touch with the the domestic market in Germany. Um, but yeah, there there just are, are not a lot of manufacturers. So here, but, but you still see a lot of you know classic bikes around over there, including the ubiquitous um, uh, Schwalbe from East Germany. So here's a list I found on on the interweb. DKW. Oh, yeah. Horex. Yeah. Kalex, yeah. Kreidler, Mako, Munch, mm-hmm. MZ, yeah. NSU, Sax, Zundop, and Zundop, and, and BMW, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And and most of those uh, brands made scooters back in the day, but but most of them had stopped operations, uh, stopped producing scooters by the early 60s just because um, Vespa was, was just dominating the market uh, for scooters. And and the scooter market overall was was shrinking, so a lot of the smaller producers in Germany just couldn't couldn't survive. I just find it interesting because German brand is is associated with good quality, right? In general, precision yeah. engineering, good quality. Oh yeah. Um, and there's a like, like I said, a lot of car brands that came out of there. Not so many motorcycle and scooter brands. So that kind of, I, I just yeah, I was uh, wondering why. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because there there was a time when German products were not thought of as precision precision engineering. They were thought of as cheap foreign manufacturing after World War II. Um, you know, with with the introduction of the Volkswagen in the American market, even though it was a very well made car, it was seen as being cheap because it was very small, very you know, very minimalistic, um, and you know, and, and not not as robust as as American cars, um, you know. So, so, but but because Germans were very diligent about how they built built their vehicles, they did gain that reputation over time. But that was that was something that had already, I think, the scooter market had already largely passed by the time that had really gained gained a hold in the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, I find I find that interesting. I'm also surprised that VW never got into any two wheeled stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I I think that it it was just a decision that they made to to only focus on four wheeled vehicles. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think we got all the announcements. But, but also another thing to, oh, to yeah. mention about that is is that there was there was a similar uh, progression for uh, the way Japanese products were viewed, because after World War II, Japanese products were viewed as cheap, foreign, mm-hmm. you know knock them out type stuff and and yeah maybe the quality wasn't so great in the early post-war period but it improved over time and and now japanese products have a great reputation and yeah. that's also something that we're slowly seeing happening uh in china as well and because you know the, the products we made today are, are they tend to be better than they were 10 years ago and a lot of people have asked me over the years is how come japanese products are so good and I mean, there's a variety of reasons for it, but certainly one of the factors, if you were to go into Triumph or BSA or Norton's, yes. Like Can I it. guess? Go on. Is it calisthenics? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but if you were to go into Norton, Triumph, BSA's research and development department back in the day, it would have been a single room. Whereas if you go to Honda R&D, it's an entire factory within a factory. Yeah. And that's yep. largely how 
the Japanese manufacturers motivated themselves. They weren't really interested in what went on in the past, aside from using it as a tool. They're very interested in what's going on in the future. And the further the future, the better. What are we going to be making in 10 years' time? Whereas the British manufacturers were always, I'm not going to say resting on their laurels in the past, but they were certainly a lot more reactionary and hidebound. You know, if you want changes, substantial changes to a motorcycle, it was incremental. You got new fender stays for 1965. Well, 1966, you might get the new style fender, but that's a little racy. It's That's the kind of incremental change you got so um it's i mean there were a variety of factors but that's certainly one well, of also them. sort of a relentless pursuit of quality control oh yeah i mean so it's de- just, the, dem- the deming model and calisthenics yes yeah. and calisthenics <laughs> and good sushi yeah. never hurts no no i say calisthenics because uh, uh, that was remember the movie gung-ho was it gung-ho with michael keaton where uh, the Japanese came in to run the car plant in Detroit that had been failing. And might have been. one of the things they did is yeah. they had rituals in the morning. They got everyone together and got the blood going and, and, and yeah, calisthenics. And it, you're like, what? And all the Americans are like, what? What film was that? I think it was called Gung Ho. But it was, was yeah, Michael Keaton in Mr. Mum as well. Yes. And he, yes, he in was. Mr. Yeah. Mum. He was in the automobile industry as well. Oh, I'm not sure. I think he was. I think he was in the mm. engineering department. Um, and he got laid off. Right? Yes, and there was a big fight yeah. scene. It was hilarious. So yeah. I want to read some emails. righty Uh And this one is from Jordan. He Hi, says, Jordan. Hey, Misfits. Long Jordan. time. First time. First off, I love y'all. You are a blessing to my weekly drag of a day job. Oh, I love you too, Aww, Jordan. Thank you. He says, to start, a few weeks ago, you were talking about those Chinese two-stroke engines you can buy off of Amazon and slap them on bicycles. I just want to say they are great. I built one in high school and another one in college to get around. Stupid easy to build and fun to tinker with until they get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's currently riding an 08 SV650. You know, that is a good point. We don't talk about that for new riders. That is a great fun thing to get into. If you want to wrench and ride, get one of those little motors and learn how to build a motor and put it on a bike and just have stupid fun. He says, anyway, my girlfriend just brought me to a winery in Temecula, California for some wine tasting. What she didn't Mm. know, and Emma, you need to pay attention because we're putting together a Southern California trip, right? Right. Mm-hmm. says, what she didn't know is that the owner came from Argentina and started off with a body shop for bikes and would invite people um, uh, to taste the wine he would make off the grapes on his property. He eventually turned the whole place into a winery, but he still has an awesome collection of bikes that he displays on the walls of his tasting rooms. Moto Dafo. Have you heard of this, Emma? Wow. No. Motodafo.com. He says, if any of you are headed down this way to Southern California, come check this place out. They do things for every MotoGP race and both of his kids race. I love you all. Keep it up. You're a blessing to riders new and old and are the best part of the motorcycle culture. I attached some pics and vids of this vineyard for you to check out. If anyone is down this way, let me know. I'm happy to meet up and spend a day riding with you. Oh, brilliant. And, wow. Uh, you know, Chris was up here today and and I was asking him, um, he has uh, one of his kids came to visit. And I said, oh, where do you live? And they're trying to explain somewhere in 
in Southern California. I'm like, L.A. They're like, no, it's not L.A. I'm like, well, it's Corona, darling. Anything south of Santa Barbara, we just consider as L.A. Smell <laughs> so, well, I, I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if he has a uh, Siambretta there. Ooh. Have you heard of those before? No. It's an Argentine-made Lambretta Ooh. that they, they produced from the 50s through the 70s, I believe. So, Emma. I'm not sure how welcome I'd be there. Moto Duffo were put on the list. <laughs> and yes. Emma. It's Duffo Winery, by the way. Yeah. You know yeah, what else I'm, I'm putting on the list? Yes. So, you remember last time we went down, one of the highlights of our visit was to the Honda headquarters. Oui. Do you know who else has a headquarters down in Southern California? An HQ headquarters mm-hmm. queue. Mm-hmm. Kawasaki. Now you see, now that place I'd mm. like to visit. Yes. Wow. You know, I that imagine. Let's make that uh, you see, a goal. I was, um, when we went to Honda, I was amazed how how kind everyone looked and how just <laughs> pleasant. I imagine walking into Kawasaki and everyone looks like a ninja. They all have knives. Yes. And like, wow. <laughs> welcome to Kawasaki. <laughs> you won't see anybody. They'll all be hiding in the shadows. <laughs> they will. There will be hiding in the shadows and behind the black veil. Uh, and like Emma, you have an email to read there? Oh, I do. Yes. I was playing with your, with your p- please the eye bike. Um, this email is from, let me have a look. God, I, my glasses are from David. Hey, David. Hello, misfits, exclamation point. Hi, David. Can't tell you how much I look forward to each Monday morning when I can listen to the pod. Well, don't tell us then. Regarding who to interview, (laughs) Henry Cole would be great. I'm sure part of his thing is Mm. an act, but who cares? His Mm -hmm. motorbike show is so good. And the Gladstone Motorcycle Company he has produces beautiful bikes. So, David, um, there is a backstory to this. Henry Cole's agent actually reached out to us a couple of years ago and said, look, Henry would really like to be on the show and blah, 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 blah. And then the Rona hit and everything went to hell in a handbasket. before the Rona, but yes. So when everything has settled down, because it will, we will get back in touch with Henry's agent, because I'd love him on the show. I mean, whether you feel his, his, his shtick is an act or not, he's a very, very interesting bloke, and he loves motorbikes, so that makes him okay with me. Um, piggy, piggybacking off Henry, his friend Alan Milliard, is yes. an amazing bike builder and believable skill, and this is true. Hey, do you want, do you follow Alan Milliard? Oh yeah. Oh, the some of these bikes he builds, he'll, I don't know how he does it. He'll like strap like six cylinders together and make these crazy. Yeah, just lots of like a, bikes, like a I, nine cylinder Kawasaki yes. or something. Yes, um, <laughs> he he did a a V a V twelve KZ twenty six hundred, which was basically <laughs> two Z thirteen hundred straight sixes yeah. in a V. Very good. Um, Speaking of builders, squeaking of builders, Max Hazan is in L.A. and builds custom bikes, Ah. many commissioned by Bobby Haas, who recently passed away. Oh, dear. Put that on the list. Would be nice to hear his story and his thoughts on the passing of Haas. Um, And you've heard of Big Big Sid Biberman, America's authority on Vincent Motorbikes, who died a few years ago. His son is a friend here in Kentucky. He would be a great interview. So interestingly enough, um, I actually resurrected Big Sid's last Eggly. Oh, oh I saw that. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. So yeah, the Eggly yeah. I had in my workshop six months ago mm-hmm. was, yeah. was Big Sid's last, last Eggly build. Wow. Cool. And I don't think... I don't think he was at his best. 
Mm. I think he was he was still better than all the rest. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. So where are we? Mm. Yeah, Matthew Biberman, and it gives his telephone number here, which I don't think is a good idea. Thank you very much for these suggestions. I'm holding on to this list. And finally. How about how about the Moto Geo guy Jamie Robinson? Uh, not sure how people feel about him, but he sure has promoted riding something the Misfits vote for. And this is somebody I'm not that familiar with, so I'll look into that. I vote for pizza and ice cream for everybody, <laughs> and that's my platform. <laughs> vote you. for me and get pizza and ice cream every day. And I will be keeping that sheet, Emma. Thank you. Well, I'll leave you with a couple of snaps of bikes my son and I have built. The Yamaha was his high school graduation present. Garage time is the best time. I agree with that, David. No photographs? No, I didn't attach them all. They were cool. I enjoyed them. (laughs) Charming. Yes. All right, uh, John, you have one? I do. So I think he I think he has emailed us before, but this sounds familiar. But uh, Patrick uh, McNamara, hey Pat from New Jersey, my home state. Patty from New Jersey here, and I wanted to say I love the latest episode. Well, thank you. Oh yeah, we yeah we've met Patty. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, dream interview to hear would be Guy Martin. Uh, actually, we hung out with Patty. I remember mm-hmm. Patty now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A pop uh, popular misfit. Also look into Patricia Fernandez, Lady Racer 926, who just mm-hmm. won the baggers. I'm going to stop there for a moment and just say that, number one, I am <laughs> I have got a complete crush on Patricia Show Fernandez. Emma. Show Emma. Do not tell. On the left. Mm-hmm. Oh, saw her on the left. Yeah. yeah. Let me show Bagel. Do not right. tell my wife, you guys. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm listeners. I'm, I'm depending on you to keep this between us. Okay. You and me. <laughs> yeah. But Patricia, I love you. Um. So, and I, here's what, so I've reached out to her twice to, to see if we could do it. And what I would love for listeners to do. I bet you reached out to her to see if you could do it. <laughs> wow. Did that was reach, a Freudian you, slip. Did you reach not? out to her with your toad? <laughs> oh, no. like, oh my God. I like could get myself in so much line. trouble right now. Keep <laughs> digging. <laughs> I reached out Bagel, to her. Bagel, you got to help stop. me out of this. Keep digging. Oh, Patricia, I love you. Um, so. <laughs> and asked her, asked her if we could do it. Can we do it? Do it, so, Patricia. <clears throat> so, dear listeners, I need you to. I'm going to say another word. Bang her Instagram. I probably shouldn't say that either. But oh, just uh, please stop. Just hit the hit her on DMs and and tell her that the, she needs to be in the Misfits and be interviewed here. Okay. So, All right. also a possible topic. My natural body position just melts into Kawasaki's. I love them, mm. but the ethos in the wild in a wild ready to race mentality. KTM's mean I I that I have a couple of them and could not imagine not having them. But I also have a special place for Hondas for a brand that can engineer this for a brand that can quote engineer the soul of a bike. They also have the world's largest manufacturer and can experiment, perfect more mm-hmm. incredible bikes. I, I had a VFR 800 FI and it was the most versatile and comfortable bike I'd ever had all praise to the fifth generation. I am still piercing together an RC 51 thanks to the vice knock and there are NSRs and CBR 250 RRs that can rip faster than an F one car. Hmm. My heart is with KTM. My head loves the accomplishments of Honda. My soul still loves Kawasaki's. How weird am I? Pretty weird. Uh, Stay safe, ding-dongs. Hope to see you all at Vintage Days again, Patty. Thanks, Patty. All right. Yeah, we'll be at Vintage Days. Oh, Sorry, you guys. Bagel, I ask this every time. Are you coming to Vintage Days? I don't know yet, but I would like to if I can make it. We'll see. You can make it. Emma, you're going, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saved the best for last. Bagel, 
Do you have an email to read? Yes. Uh, the email says, hey, misfits. <laughs> Truth. Another great podcast. <laughs> and a discussion about the merits of a new RE650 versus 10-year-old Bonneville got me right in the fields. Ah, yeah. As per my last email, in December, I bought myself a new Continental GT in British Racing Green. And I'm, and I'm very happy with it. But I looked at the 2001 Bonneville first, the first of the repro models out of the UK with the 790cc air slash oil cooled and twin carbs. Only two owners with 20,000 kilometers, so 12,000 of your mile things, and in excellent condition. I wrestled with the pros and cons for a couple of weeks. The Triumph could have been mine for 7K. The RE cost me 11K with 12 months registration. And it, and it came with a three-year warranty. Probably would have spent the difference mod modifying the Bonneville to my specs anyway. The clincher for me in the end was the warranty. Plus the RE dealer, being Leonard MC in Cairns, North Queensland, gave me four... $4,000 trade-in for my seven, 2017 RE Classic 350. That's top end of current market value here, and no effort on my part to sell it. But you know what? I'm still second-guessing myself on what could have been with that Bonnie. Significant other and I have been also been enjoying coverage of the Dakar on SBS Free to Air TV here. Big ups to them. Cheering on the Aussies. Those electric Audis are something else, aren't they? As I understand it, they have an onboard internal combustion mm -hmm. generator to recharge as they go. Yeah. As always, stay upright and keep on casting. All the best, Muzz. Very Benefield, just another Kiwi in Oz. Did you guys oh. marvel at this accent? He managed to get a Kiwi in Oz with a speech impediment accent down just perfectly. Did I, did, I didn't even realize he, it was Australian. I thought I thought it was German or something. <laughs> um, right, hey, now I never look, promised to do so, my accent so, well. Well, let's put this to bed because I'm going to talk a little bit about that Bonneville and I will be brief. Can, can I right. jump in quick first? Do it. I have an answer. Ooh that will not smash your answer. My answer to this conundrum is, uh, I'm going to drop a little nugget of wisdom on, on everyone here. My One of my rules in life is spend less time on the decision, spend more time making it the right decision. Meaning you already made the decision, you pick the bike, now put all your energy into making that the right bike. Don't worry about the bike you didn't get. Wise Enjoy words, what indeed. you got. Right. And make it the right bike have fun with it and this will dovetail into that as well 2001 was a genesis for the bonneville that was the first year they came out now the very early ones had the 790 and as sweet as the 790 is the 865 is a far better engine so um I think the Royal your Royal Oil Field is going to give you a lot more fun. So, yeah. No, I think you made the right decision. It's such a pretty bike, the Royal Oil Field. Yes. I've really been impressed with those. Um, I've got news. Oh? 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 You know the purple paperweight? <laughs> yes. It's running again. Hey! <laughs> you did an engine rebuild? Yes. 
oh god mm. i spent so much money on that bike so since you saw it yeah. last so, so the, everyone knows which bike you're talking about the triumph trident there you go 72 oh, yes. that i blew a hole in the piston giving it the yeah. beans so <laughs> since i um so i've i rebuilt it with brand new high compression pistons I Ooh. sent them off to have a thermal barrier put on the top and a molly coating on the skirt, very expensive. New rings, new valves, new valve guides, belt drive primary with a Rob North Racing clutch, triple McCooney pumpers, brand Dang. new ignition. Yes, brand new ignition system. That thing's going to fly. Oh, it does. It Ooh. absolutely flies and nice um yeah so i'm still breaking it in um it's gonna take a while you know the trouble is any bike with steel liners and cast iron rings they smoke like buggery when you first start them up and it lasts mm. forever until it breaks in so um but i tell you what things moving and i radically changed the gearing as well because part of the problem with that trident it was very low geared i mean at freeway speed you were Bellowing. It's a five-speed or a four-speed? Five-speed. It's 2150V. Hmm. And V, in this case, does not stand for vagina. It oh. stands for five. V. Five-speed. Ah. Um, so I geared it very, very tall. So now you can bowl along at 70, 80 miles an hour, and it's like, you know, three, three and a half, four thousand revs, which is very nice. Um, Sweet. So, yeah, um, it's back together. It's not actually finished i farmed out the only really ropey bit of chrome on it was the airbox and so i sent that out to my chromer in san martin ricardo who is easily the hardest working guy i have ever met in my life and i love him and his wife so dearly. you use uh, california chrome it's the best chrome no it's not no that's the company it's the best chrome it's the best they can do in california who says it's done in California? Ah, okay, that was a good question. <laughs> it's prepped in California. Okay, good. No, Ricardo's got a he's got a nice thing going. He preps it at his workshop in San Martin, then he sends it south of the border. Cuz we all know they have good good chrome. Yes. People have to die. Right. Yeah. So, he preps it, sends it south of the border, gets it done and then it comes back up. That, so it's very, very high quality chrome. He does all my stuff and that's done for twenty that, uh, years. That Triumph Tiger Cub you have rusting away in your backyard. How's the chrome on that exhaust pipe? Immaculate. How many people Be died in Birmingham because of that? Well it's the chrome is done to a British standard. Yeah. Uh, so are you planning on the show the trend or are you gonna I don't know what to do with it. Um it's certainly it's, it's gonna be hey, unique. How about put it up on Twisted Road on their new classic bike? I don't think so. Dream bike uh, section. It mm. is. Mm. I made a very rash comment to Liza, and she scoffed at it at the time <laughs> till she saw it. And I said, this is the best bike I've ever built. Hmm. And wow. by a long chalk. And that was Liza's comment. And then she actually saw it in the flesh, and she said, oh, yeah. It's wow. It is well, glorious. And I know this that. Um, when you take a stock bike and make it better than the factory did, well, I by tried making yeah. some some changes. Yeah, to it. and I tried that, to do it seem. Great. I tried to do it seamlessly so that you don't know where the modification begins and the original yeah. time frame. And I'm not talking about putting on aftermarket pipes or something. No, 
to make a bike better than the factory did. Better. Yeah, the kind of stuff that you're doing. You're oh, really investing time and money to really, I, really improve it. I put a beautiful triple text three into one on it yeah. as well, which sounds just, mm. oh, God. Mm. You know, if butterscotch pudding made with real cream could make a sound, it would sound like this three into one. Mm. It's <laughs> wonderful. Nice. Um. Since we're getting near the end, I wanted to make an announcement. Oh, uh-oh. Who's the uh-oh. father? No, no. Um, I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but, uh, you know, by the end of this year, we're going to be hitting our 500th episode. Holy yeah, cow. it's getting close, isn't it? And uh, we need to do something big for that. I don't know if mm. any, and I, first of all, not many podcasts make it to 500 regardless i mean and there are ones that record like two three times a week you know yeah they hit high numbers uh or weekly 500 is huge i don't know any motorcycle podcasts that have made it to 500 yeah so i'm thinking about 100 behind us right i'm thinking Uh, they've been recording longer right now but they don't have as many episodes because they weren't always consistent um i want you to keep that in mind but i'm also looking for suggestions from the audience we need to do something big what can we do mm-hmm. what i would actually like and i'll put this out right now we are absolutely nothing without the people who listen to us so bearing in mind that we are approaching 500 and bearing in mind that the weather here in california is just superb in october time And that's about when we're going to be at the 500, isn't it, Liza? Yeah, it'll be the end of the year again. So why don't we consider actually having an in-person party and just renting somewhere, getting as many of our friends Hmm. here as we can and having a virtual party for people overseas who can't be with us and just have a Hmm. nice party and anyone who wants to come, whether you're in L.A., whether you're in Portland, whether you're in Washington, Idaho, anywhere west, come to our party and hang and, out with and us. maybe a bike show at the same time with it. Yeah, just we've got we have got hmm. enough show quality bikes between us that we could actually put on a legit bike show. I can get a couple of bikes out of the right. Talbot. I can get a couple of bikes out of the Jameson. I could even get a couple of bikes out of turn 12. Sounds like I might need to save all the Patreon money for the entire year. And, and we need big, to show on, big any, party. show on any Sunday. But, <laughs> yeah, but I think I think it really would be nice to have an overnight party. Just have hmm. Saturday, Saturday evening, Sunday have a nice party and just real nice mellow scene for all our friends. Very similar in vain. Do you remember my opening party at Mototown? Mm-hmm. Remember what fun that was? Mm-hmm. I could probably get the Bohemian Saints to play it, you know. Yeah. Well, just know I'm working on that. Yes, Bagel? And uh, if, if my calculations are correct, that is going to be the podcast after Thanksgiving. Right. Ooh, so, yeah. um, Bagel, you need to use a German accent when you actually say that. 
If my calculations are correct, if if my calculations are correct, oh, is that good? Of Thanksgiving, <laughs> that's brilliant. Yes, nice. Um, so th- I guess it would be a good time then to say thank you to all our Patreon subscribers, um, because we're I'm going to be using money. I think we're going to do a big blowout uh, end of the year. So thank you all all of our supporters. It really means a lot. Emma, have you gotten any? Yes. Uh, Ask Miss Emma's yet? We've had a bunch of people signing up. No, not as yet. Oh, there was one. I think there was one, which I intend to get to. Yes, you need to get to. Also, I want to do a shout out and say hi to Jonathan, who stopped by the garage today for the first time. Yeah, Jonathan's a solid cat. Very interesting guy. Mm -hmm. And he showed up on a mid-80s BMW briquette. Yeah, a K75R. In the most, you know that ice green metallic that you sometimes see Jaguars in? Gorgeous color. Popular Mercedes color too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very, very good color on mm-hmm. quality machinery, and that BMW looked every inch the glamorous touring bike from the eighties in it. You know, the mm-hmm. XS looked very stodgy next to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, big shout out to Austin for coming out here. Yeah, you know, he's always a good guest. He flew in he? from Chicago to come be here in person. Well, that doesn't surprise me because he is a solid cat, and and. He is well manicured as well. I didn't notice. I was, I was, <laughs> He's I was quite handsome. I was captivated by his hairline. I know, I know. Um, so big thanks to Austin Twister Road. You know what? We've been kind of on the ride along with him since the beginning, right? And yeah. it's really cool to see it growing, and but also to see the potential for the growth there. In like, like we said, adding scooters, which I think would be but a great thing. And now I that can't wait. Yeah, I know. Uh, and adding routes and just all sorts of, of new potential. Now that he's with dealerships, there can be more and more dealerships signing up. With when I, will. What gives me a warm glow inside is when I look back at how many people were on this show who were just starting out, like Alex from Break Free mm-hmm. yes. with his brand new product, and he was so nervous about it. And now look at them. And then Richard Hatfield from Lightning, very nervous, just announcing this bike he'd got. Um, and some didn't work out, like the guys from Alta. But a lot, yeah. a lot did. Who else, yeah. who else was just starting out yeah. on their journey and were on the show? Oh, I don't know. I'm just so, We've had I'm so, just so fascinated with Twisted mm-hmm. Road and all the potential for growth there. Um, if you haven't used it yet, twistedroad.com is the place to go. But also remember that... Um, if you want to be able to have bikes to rent in any city you go to, then be a part of the system. And I recommend putting your bike up for rent. They do such a good job of protecting us and taking care of us. Um, like I was telling them, you know, I got my KLR up there. And I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm on the fence about putting my Africa twin up only because it is such a large bike that I really need to vet whoever's riding it. <laughs> but it's like, ah, oh, maybe I should. I mean, it's such a good bike, you know? I don't know. I'm on the fence. So I understand that struggle people have with wanting to put their personal bike up. Mine is just because it's such a beast of a bike, you know? Right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm considering it. Um, so yeah, consider both ends listing your bike and renting bikes. It's a great source. Um, I think we're ready to wrap up. Emma, do you got, you, you get everything cleaned up in the garage. You were 
frantically trying to put everything away. Well, you were yelling at me, darling. Yes, I was. I like yelling at you. I know. You love yelling at me. (laughs) And then I yelled at her yesterday morning and she looked so hurt. She looked like a little puppy that you just kicked in the nuts. You were being a pain in the ass. She said, why are you yelling at me? (laughs) No, everything is cleaned up and you'll be absolutely thrilled to know, Liza. I locked the workshop this week. I didn't just put the padlocks on. (sighs) Okay. So um, do you guys have any last shout outs before we go? No, just one more shout out to Spirit Motorcycles. Thank you guys. Yeah. And Kira, she was great handling us. Um, Yeah. And to people who make chocolate pudding. You guys are great. I like chocolate pudding. I love chocolate pudding. I have a shout out to Bagel. Bagel, thank you for being there and ready to go every week when we are running late. Do you like like chocolate pudding, Bagel? Um, Not so much. I I I can't have sweets anymore because of my diet. Bagel. (laughs) That's a tragedy, darling. If anybody's going to be in Las Vegas, come look us up. Yeah. um, Yeah. You can go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. You'll find links there. If you want to know what we look like, there's pictures there. We're good lookers. Uh, you know, I have actually have all of our past episodes organized by year. So nice. you can go and pick a different year. And there's a, you know, all sorts of people have been misfits through the years. They're all... I'm trying to think when I showed up. I think it was 2016 I showed up or 15. Uh, well, yeah, back to quite a while. I think. So, yeah, um, I think so. I think that wraps it up. I'm working on stuff. Uh, keep the emails coming. Recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com. And we love the emails. Yeah. And if you're a Patreon subscriber and you have the key to ask Miss Emma, reach out. Um, even if you just want to say hi, I can say hi back. She's mm-hmm. quite friendly. So now that we've lost like As long as I have chocolate pudding in the house. <laughs> Let's get here. Thanks, everyone. This is Liza. Dumpy John. Emma, chocolate pudding, darling. There you go. Mm, bagel. And we're out of here. Cool, cool, cool. cool.